People are uh, hitting the ice today, Woo! hitting the ice tomorrow. Woo! There are strange verified accounts run by thin-skinned fans who are angry at everyone. Oh, because, and they're already starting to lose their minds because you don't think their team's going to win the Stanley Cup immediately. You son of a gun! Um, but you know what? What? Only your team is good. Only. Yeah. <laughs> Only your team can be good. Um, Sorry, wait. I, was I, like, I remember I, I got into it with a Sens fan who was like, uh, who called me a troglodyte, and I'm like, why are you so mad? And they're like. You you didn't like Jake Sanderson's contract enough, and I was like, I liked it. Yeah. I don't I, <laughs> like. I don't know, man. Why? What do you want from me? Love the preseason. Why a chocolate? I I don't know, but it was a good word. It's hard it's, when you when you talk with somebody who's really into their team. It's difficult to reason with them because everybody thinks their team. Everybody's hopeful, you know. Especially at this point of the season, everybody yeah. thinks their team's going to be good. And also, even if the team isn't good. They twist the logic in that, like, we'll be good in the future, so you don't even shit on us because we have the best prospects. See, this is one of those situations where I have to lower my voice because the whole reason I have a career is because one day someone said my team was bad after one game, and I started a whole YouTube channel because of it. And they were. And they were bad. But you were sticking up for them. They were you? bad. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> and they didn't make the playoffs for seven years. Here's... <laughs> 16 <laughs> seconds of pure fury. <laughs> and now we're here. Like uh, if, you, if you're a Sh San Jose Sharks fan right now, and you're trying to reason with me that this team is going to be anywhere but in the bottom of ass cheeks, then oh, oh, you're, you're raw. The bottom cheek. Damn. Yo, by the way, I want to ask you something. They're going to be doo-doo. I have, I have not heard a San Jose Shark fan doo -doo. be positive. No, it's it's never the it's you know never what? the horrible teams like the Ducks fans, the Sharks fans. They all know they're like you know what Black Blackhawks fans are excited, but they're not arrogant. Tanking teams, you know, all oh, your teams terrible. Oh, excellent, thank it's you. It's the tweener teams on the way up. Mm. Tweener teams mm. on the way up. Habs fans, you guys are insufferable right now. Ottawa Senators Ottawa. fans, insufferable right now. Vancouver Canucks fans actually have a pretty good. They've been a little spicy the last couple <laughs> years. Totally, they're always totally spicy. good this year. Always spicy. They've been good this year. They they have they have cayenne milk, <laughs> like, <laughs> chocolate milk, strawberry milk. No cayenne. Um, I, the most reasonable fan base right now when it comes to their team, Detroit. No, no, I, no. Actually, it's Canucks. It's I, Canucks fans. I think Canucks fans. Man. Canucks fans are the best. Yeah, they're so reasonable. They are now. Yeah, yeah, no, and they're they they're now. really smart about their entire system, you know? I think they exist in a world of 1 and 2 and 9 and 10. I so, don't think a Canucks fan has no, ever been anywhere 3 no. through. No, that's true. That is true, but I think that they're I think that here's the thing. If you're a Vancouver Canucks fan, there is talent on the roster, right? So you can be yeah. about that. You got a you, you've got, you know, you, you got your cap relief yesterday with Tanner Pearson. Philip Bronick is a better player than most people give him credit for and it's because he played on shitty Detroit teams but he's going to be good that'll be interesting but but all of that and you got your backup goalie Casey dismiss good for you that's awesome but I think it's sort of like they'll start they'll start to get a little spicy again once that Pedersen deal's done then they get the Canuck fans back there's also going to be a lead up uh, to the Pedersen deal but I I found Detroit fans Detroit fans are mad at us 
because us we have said I'm not sure what Detroit's doing Who's us? a couple of times. What are you talking about? You I, okay? They're the, mad at me. Detroit fans are mad at me, Adam Wilde, in my mentions. Well, do you guys? I don't. Guys, I don't include have me you in your been nonsense. High on Detroit, I don't think either of you have. I'm clutching my friggin' pearls right now. I know. Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't. I don't know. You what have, are you? You guys have not. You neither of you has said. Yeah, Detroit's going to be a good team this year. Neither of you. Don't try to squirrel out of this. I know they're not. But Red Wings fans have been telling me that. Oh, I've heard some people are like, oh, you guys just don't understand the Iser plan. And I'm like, all right. I don't. Right. I don't. No, I, th I think I think <laughs> I can pull up tape. I think I can pull up tape of me saying, I, you know what? D Detroit could surprise. That's because like, you need Billy Huso to be good. You need Billy Huso. It's a personal thing for you. Vancouver Canucks fans are the best. Okay. Well, they're, they're the best. <laughs> See, this switches every year. Like, Leaf fans uh, were insufferable the, with the year that Matthew showed up. It start, and things started to build. Insufferable. And then, and then, Lee fans are insufferable at the end of the year in the playoffs. Insufferable. I, I completely will cop to that well, on that. And you know right now, Lee it's fans, sort of like, it's just kind of quiet. In the lead up to the playoffs, you know who Lee fans are the most insufferable to? Lee fans. Oh, terrible. Yeah, Turn yeah. on each other. And the thing oh, that's Civil War fans. every spring. <laughs> There's just too much volume. There's just too many of them in comparison to everybody else. Yeah, Leaf fans know? could never be united. No, it's just too much. And Ottawa Senators fans, they have a lot to be happy about. They do. Like the new yeah. owner and all these new deals. And like, I get why they're hyped on the team. Talking and, shit. Yeah, Talking shit. for sure. Talking but shit. Adam Wilde doesn't want it. Uh, I, did, I, didn't, uh, I didn't think Jake Sanderson's deal was the greatest contract ever signed. I think they're an amazing team. Uh, you got what is your Giroux? Amazing? Is that uh, your, are those your true I think, well, at least their first line is Giroux, Stutzla, uh, Kachuk, all over 80 points last year. I think, didn't Kachuk have 90? Brady, no. Brady Kachuk had 90 points, I'm pretty sure. No, he didn't. I'm, Matthew? 35 goals. And he? he had like 35 goals and like something like 60 or 50 something assists. The Sens were difficult to keep tabs on because they were out of it so so quick. Soon like they were Norris so disappointing. Down. Yeah, they were really disappointing. I think they're the high goalies too. Than people give it credit for. That yeah. is what I'm saying. Tarasenko should be a fun little fit there. Should be good. Yeah. But it's I, like I, it's like how about we just just pump the brakes? I'm not saying they're bad. I just I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to. I I don't have to build a statue to Jake Sanderson's contract. Uh, I, point getters I, on the 2023 Sens. Timmy Stutz had 90. Brady Kachuk had 83. Look at that. Giroux oh, had okay. 79. Stutzla having 90. That's crazy. With 39 after the start that he had is wild. Yeah, because you said he was washed a weekend. Dude, he was he was brutal. Was it because of fantasy? It's because of like fantasy or something, right? You yeah, because someone injured. offered me an, yeah. him in a deal, and I was like, this stinks. And then he oh, stunk. you started to take it. Yeah, <laughs> he stunk for like a month oh. after at least. Steve, might he had a really you slow might be start. the worst fantasy player of all time next to me. I'm, I'm pretty sure terrible. I won. Oh, I'd I think I won last year. And no, I won my first it. week in fantasy football ever. Ugh! <laughs> Eat shit, no, Tim Brady! No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You didn't win week one. You lost to Drew. I won week two. Oh, you, oh, you worded it weirdly. Oh, <laughs> I won my <laughs> first victory right. ever. You made it seem like it was the two. first week. Yeah, yeah. No, I lost to Drew. Yeah. Because yeah. of Josh Allen. But you picked up your first victory ever this past weekend. Yeah, because okay. of Josh Allen. Well Thank done. Thank you, Josh yeah. Allen. Well, well I never done. Adam's 0-2. Well, and his okay. team looks even worse. <laughs> I went all in on the Jets. I got I got Breesaw. I got Aaron Rodgers as my backup QB. And then I got... Aaron uh, Wilson. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and so, like, they're... Fucking Brees Hall had... 
Four carries last week. Oh, man. Four. Have you ever thought about not being a fucking bum? Maybe Zach Wilson should not be the quarterback of the Jets. I don't know. Adam don't Adam either. took a look at the Jets and said, I'm going to draft the QB, the running back, and a wide receiver but, okay. all from that offense. Off, all and I I'll be fine. Offense. All I cared about was the offense. And it made sense. Yeah, but spread it out a little. I guess. I just And if Cooper Cup didn't go down, oh. they, they said before the draft, they're like, he might play week one. Now he's not going to play oh. till week five. Well, it's y'all. You know their offense, right? It just makes me <laughs> Sorry, I know Cooper is, Cup's not a Jet. I still but I'm just know saying, nothing about football. This hasn't helped. It's been fun. It's been fun. It has been we got to do a, an SDPN hockey fantasy too, because mm-hmm. like oh. I feel like I should be better at that, but I'm garbage. I don't know. Steve's pretty bad, and he's he knows I a lot about hockey. I can't believe he turned down Stutzla. Freak you! I can't remember the deal. I'll go back and look. Okay, I want to know. I'll There's no back. way you know. won the league last year. You would have bragged about it. I'm pretty sure I did. I either I won or made it to the final. I was is, in the final too. Is this you the league that it. we are never included in? That's called Dangle Navy, but we're not included. Yes, <laughs> I'm also going to be in another one. You're not invited to with the NHL Network. Oh, oh with my uh, the team. NHL Network. That's cool. Yeah, my team. I think you should, Steve. Okay, <laughs> that's a great name. It is. It I'm doing wrong, one. Maddie. I'm doing one with a bunch of uh, people from different parts of the hockey world. And some of the athletic people mainly are in it, and uh, Dom Lecision's in it. And oh. I'm worried because hey, you know, you know, he's just gonna, You know, he's just gonna make some sort of model that's gonna put, print out a perfect fantasy team. But if you beat Dom, yeah. you gotta. You, you got to poster that like that. Oh, is, yeah. That's got to be that you, you should put that on a resume. Who's good. Not that you need to print a resume. You own a company, but you know what I'm saying? Who's good in that league? And why is it the Leafs? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got to put Drew and Dom in the same Drew Levingston. <gasps> hey, and guess Dom. what? And are they in the same league? Drew's in this as no! well. Yeah. It's mainly it's mainly for like an art. I don't even know if I should be talking about this. It's mainly for like an article they're working on for fantasy. Oh, this is sick. Uh, to to like, hey, here's who you should be taking. Here's what the experts think. Experts in quotes about us. But uh, Drew's in it and and Dom's in it. So I can't. Mortal wait. enemies going head to head in this. Pick, I can't exclusively <laughs> guys who get caved in at five on five. Yeah. <laughs> Pick exclusively <laughs> just, just to piss people so off. Mad. Guys who get outscored every fucking game, but they put up like 80, 90 points. Just yeah. ruin the experiment. Yeah. <laughs> ruin doing. it. Ruin it. Oh my God. Uh, oh, Leaf fans. Leaf fans, I know you don't like Drew's trolling, but I think a lot of He was born do. for this. He was born. Uh, yeah. for he, this he might ruin the mission. whole thing. It's just, a, oh, or enhance it entirely yeah or that yes I, it's a it's a personality thing when you're a troll eh? like you oh, yeah. like you can't fake it you either are or you are not he's just, listen he's, it was it's like when justin fisher made that he made a joke about and this is pre-washington and he and and there was a debate going on at the time where patrick line according to jets fans was better than austin matthews and at the time he'd come off like a 40 goal year he's amazing there was a brief period of time where there was an argument and and uh uh and then i guess uh, Justin compared him to Ovechkin, and he's like, "Yeah, I think there's a, a comparison to be made there." For example, zero cups, and then forget that that the joke's outdated. He fucking goes and he buys, he, he promotes it in Winnipeg only on Twitter, <laughs> which just he sent them it. off the ledge even he more. It and geo targeted to just Winnipeg <laughs> and Jets, fan, so it kept showing up in Jets fans' timelines. How much, how much money did you put towards this? Like, like maybe ten bucks, but you can get thousands of impressions for at that. the time. You, you oh did, yeah, oh now you can't God. now. You can't now. It's uh, a lot more expensive right. now, but it's <laughs> but fucking hilarious. asshole. Yeah. Just, so naturally, we're like, well, we gotta hire him. Yeah, of course, yeah, of did. course. Um, now before we get into what's going on, uh, it's media day. 
there's a lot of stories, some really spicy ones, including one out of Tampa. But the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the cup between Jesse and Steve. Now, if you can't see this, it's a coffee cup. It's blue. It's made out of clay, I think. Looks like a nice piece of pottery. And it says, hockey is my happy place. Yeah. Which um, is I, either you found that on a Facebook ad or you found that uh, at HomeSense. Now, Steve, where did that come from? Uh, it came from my parents, Tina and Gary. Do they buy Facebook ads? They do. I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. um, but what they do <laughs> is uh, they like doing your nightmare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay which me. is visiting quiet, small towns. Fox. I hate this. Going to stores that you ever go to a store and you're like, I don't know what they specialize in, but I guarantee you there's butter tarts in there. And <laughs> which is, that's basically Port Perry in a nutshell. Yeah. And they love Port Perry and they will go there. And every now and then I will get, uh, I have another mug at home that says either you like hockey or you are wrong. <laughs> I was born in November and yeah. I am a podcaster does my leaves <laughs> offend you yeah. skulls skulls it's those bots that make yes. the the clothing that geo targets you based on what's on your public facebook they're profile they're not bots they're mom and pop shops in port perry <laughs> yeah <laughs> who are selling up by the way a couple uh, years ago i went to um uh, Watkins Glen, New York, uh, for the vintage car race. I tried to go last year, but the car blew up. Did you get butter tarts? Uh, I did not get butter tarts, but Why not? the amount of guys in their 50s wearing the Facebook t-shirts oh. was it, it was crazy. Like, if you want to take these guns, you're going to have to catch oh. these hands and like shit like that. I'm I don't like, know oh, if that one my was one. That God. Was... Oh, it absolutely No, it was. Because it, it, it has like is. the skulls and then has like a, you know, wisps on it and whatever. And you're like, whatever. If you're pro-gun, you're anti-gun, whatever. But I'm just like, it's just you. I know you bought that on Facebook. Because that's me. Yeah. The skull is me. I I'm an Aries and you're going to just have to deal with it. Oh. So, but I love these mugs. It's yeah. just I have so many. Well, so there's a classification for the stuff that your parents buy. My mom Horrible. does this too, which is weird because my mom's like a minimalist, just like me. Like I, I, I drop shit. Like I'm like I just keep donating it. Donate, donate. Um, uh, it's called kitschy shit. Kitschy uh, shit. shit. And uh, love, love some kitschy shit. See, I can't stand kitschy shit. Can't st look. I mean, the blue room is to me a bunch of kitschy shit. Well, I know. That's what Adam. That's how Adam I walk into the blue room once every six months with this little. He, he walks in like il nome di padre, and, he, <laughs> and, he's, and he's like trying to like he's throwing down holy water to make sure that he doesn't burst into flames or whatever. Like he's got a cross and he holds it up to all the stuff on the wall, and he's just he's just looking at it the whole time, and he's not taking in any of the cool pictures or moments. He's just like. Fuck, that's gonna take so much time to patch. <laughs> that's exactly how I think of it. Oh my God, he's that's exactly. Have to fill what I think. every one of those holes. Do you have? See, I don't have. I'm one of those people. I don't have any pictures of my family up in my home. That's you have nothing on your walls. Nothing. No. Like it that way. They're no. nice and white. They're no, you have. And they're, and they're blank. You do have one photo of a cello that's bigger than this television that you brought into the office and did nothing with. Nobody wants. Nobody wants it. Jesse won't let me put it up. It's a nice it cello. Make, up the cello. You're, you're literally just trying to pawn something off. It's on a us. nice cello picture. Why <laughs> can't the cello go up in the basement where there's nothing? It makes no sense. No, it, it, what? it's beautiful. There's it's a like beautiful picture of a lighthouse. Music. Yeah, we we didn't put that there. 
Also, it only counts if we put it there. No, that I, I, we got to take that down. That picture of the, of the of the lighthouse is from IKEA. Yeah, we got to take it down. That's an IKEA lighthouse. Yeah, everybody they, knows the picture I'm talking. I don't about. know if you've noticed this, but they do very well. <laughs> IKEA, Maddie, can it's you put a well known brand? Can you put this T-shirt up? <laughs> Why? Maddie's not down. What are you talking about. Never underestimate a mother who listens to Iron Maiden and was born in. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw an example of the T-shirts we're talking about for the audience at home. Never listen. Never underestimate a mother who listens to Iron Maiden and was born in August. This is from a tweet from 2018 who said, uh, "My mom really bought one of those weirdly specific tar targeted ad shirts from Facebook." Now listen, Iron Maiden, <laughs> incredible band. One of the best live bands I've ever seen. They were amazing. Cheryl? But being born in August is not special, okay? Cheryl? I don't expect much from her. Wait, when was she born and what does she listen to? I wouldn't underestimate her now. Oh, shit. Give that woman a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> right this way, Cheryl. Be sure to bring your shirt. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so I, I never make that mistake again. <laughs> well, uh, Maddie... Favorite band right now or favorite artist? Ooh, the Beaches. The Beaches. Beaches. Local Toronto band. Love that. Mm. Uh, and uh, what month were you born in? Uh, June. June. Yeah. I don't know if that works. Should we underestimate Maddie or overestimate? Oh, Maddie I would never. I would never underestimate Maddie. Okay, no fair way. enough. No way. Not a chance. <laughs> now that I know what she listens to and when she was born. I want to. Uh, I want to bring up a picture, Jesse. Uh, I've just yeah. texted it to you. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring up a picture, and I want to know, and, and I'll describe it in a second. Steve hasn't seen it yet, so if you're listening on audio, trust me, you know this picture, okay? okay. Very, very famous picture from last year's playoffs, and it's so good, especially if you're a Panthers fan. It's such a good photo. There's emotion. There is, it's, it's hockey in a nutshell, and it's something that has haunted Leaf fans for a while. Now, this is Radko Gudis, Joseph Wall, after, I, I forget which game this was. It was game five? It was game six. Game six. The, the, or, sorry, oh, yeah. Game, game five. They didn't make it to game five. It says on the screen what game it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys. Oh, it does. <laughs> Listen. I, I just <laughs> fucked up the number. Listen, readings, I knew it was the final loser game. nerds, okay? I don't have time for this. Uh, so. Give me my mug back. <laughs> so, uh, Radko Gudis, born in oh August. This is the Iron, Iron Maiden. Um. <laughs> So oh, we should have known this was coming then. This picture, guys, is scored after a goal that should have never counted. Yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. This picture, why should it not, not have counted? Go ahead, tell tell us, Steve. Because tell uh, us why. What this is where we become insufferable. Let's okay, go. I can't. I can't remember who the player was, uh, but Callie Yarncroke was like interfered with the entire fucking time and not able to properly defend because he was interfered with. Doesn't matter. Get, uh, get good. It's the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Get, um, it was like holding and interference all over. Hell, who let bro cook. So. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So, Shut the fuck up. So this picture to me embodies what the, 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 we talked about how Leaf fans are not united. There is the people that are the, uh, a little bit more analytics leaning, and I'm not saying completely analytical, but a little more analytics leading. And then there are people that are a little more, you know, I haven't seen them punch somebody's lights out in a while. Mm -hmm. How can you let this moment, whoop, there goes my watch, how can you let this moment happen to the Toronto Maple Leafs? And they're very excited, this group of people, the second group, mm -hmm. are very excited about one Ryan Reeves coming to town. Mm -hmm. They asked him at the golf tournament a couple days ago. Who asked him? I need to know. Well, let's let's. Damn let's, it! You did your job. Uh, uh, Jeff. Hey, you guys switch off the. Uh, 
Maddie? Maddie, you gotta switch off. We switch off the thing. We need a video. No, I don't. I don't need to see that picture anymore. It's. I uh, hate it. They asked Ryan Reeves about it, Mm. and Ryan Reeves is. I what I love about Ryan Reeves, and this what the media loves about Ryan Reeves. He's a great quote. Great quote. Seems like a really fun guy. Uh, is a tough guy. A lot of people on the analytics side are like, well, it's a three-year deal and he's making 1.35. Forgetting, of course, that you can just bury that deal if he's not good enough to make the lineup. Who cares? Uh, but beyond that, he's supposed to bring a little more swagger to the team. So let's have a look at what Ryan Reeves says. You know, the grid aspect, I don't know if you saw that picture at the end of last year. Radko Gouda standing over Joseph Wall and mm-hmm. yelling in his face, uh, not to point out that particular incident but uh less of that i'm sure is what you want to bring to oh, i hope he tries that yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting wouldn't it yeah it'd be fun i i doubt there's going to be any of that here now <laughs> whatever end of the spectrum you're on does that fire you the fuck up it does there were a irrationally couple, i saw such a wet blanket response that was like what was he gonna do it was the final goal of the series was he gonna start a fight during the fu- shut up you know what he meant. You know what he meant. That's a good response. It is a good response, and it's perfectly valid. <laughs> it's taking the quote a little too literal. It's taking it way too literally. Oh my god! They just took a giant bucket of water and threw it all over that fire. <laughs> wow! But still, Fuck off! you know what he meant. What is that moment? <laughs> Whatever happened to feelings? <laughs> like. <laughs> But didn't I say it the day they signed him? What did you say? I think it was the day that they signed him. I go, uh, wherever Gouda signs, I hope he fights him. Mm. If the Leafs are comfortably in a playoff uh, position the first time they play the Ducks, I don't even remember when that is or know when that is. Mm -hmm. I don't even really give a shit if they win that game. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't put much value in the rivalry between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Anaheim Ducks. They should be able to beat them without putting in a full effort. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they didn't last year in their first meeting. The second meeting, the Leafs beat them so bad it was depressing. Uh, kind of sums up this Ducks season last year, honestly. Sheldon Keefe should see Radko Gudis on the ice. And I don't care that he's not on the same team. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's about the message. Send Ryan Reeves over the boards, and Ryan Reeves' job is to look at Radko and go about that time. You don't, and and it. What do you say to the people who say Ryan Reeves lost a good chunk of the fights he was in last year? Who the fuck said that? Yeah, there there are people that are that are out there saying, "Oh, he lost some fight. He lost a lot of fights last year." There are people out there who say Brent Gretzky was better than Wayne. Like there, there are people who would be willing to say anything. Okay. That's very that's very fair. The answer to your question is Wednesday, January 3rd. Uh, the Leafs are in Anaheim after being in LA on the 2nd. Happy New Year. Tune that fucking guitar. It's back to back on the California road trip. The Leafs are fucked. They have the that's They're an terrible extra day. On that road trip. That they have a, so they play Tuesday, Wednesday, LA Anaheim, and then they are off Thursday, Friday, and then they play San Jose on the Saturday. They usually don't get that two-day break. Usually it's uh, those three, three games, games in four days. And four, they're doing a home-and-home against the Sharks. Yeah. They should take advantage of that. When a, oh, that's actually interesting because from the Thursday to the Tuesday, they have literally one game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Should win that. Should be a win. It's, you know what? I think the, from behind the scenes, from what I've heard, the Leafs have complained about the scheduling a lot, especially when it comes to traveling to the West. Oh, yeah. And I think this is the first time I've actually seen some adjustments made. Because you remember, like, it's sort of ridiculous. And I know the uh, all the teams on the West 
uh, on the Western Conference are like, yeah, well, this is sort of our life. True. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're crossing time zones, like the Leafs would have like a game on the, they'd have like a Saturday game and then they'd have a Monday game in California. The Saturday game would be Toronto, mm-hmm. Monday game would be California. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be a Tuesday and then a Thursday and then back for Saturday. Like they have a crazy schedule. I'm, I'm looking at this too much as a YouTuber. Okay. What, what do we know about YouTube in January, folks? fucking awful and you make zero dollars and it's almost like the schedule was planned mm. with that in mind the california road trip all those late starts eh, no one's watching that shit you got lucky with one of them being on seven o'clock eastern start uh well it's a saturday night game yeah that's about it, like they that could have been a weekday game where you got screwed on all three but you got lucky with one not to be an asshole but the sharks got a hockey night in canada game I'm right though. Yeah. All right, like if you started with not be not to be an asshole, and then you said something asshole-ish. No, it's valid. <laughs> it's about Avs. Yep. Canucks. Yep. Jets. Yep. Sharks. Fuck no. Get out of here. <laughs> How'd you get that slot? No, the first two weeks are basically planned. Like, all right, yeah, no one. <laughs> like people care the least about these games, and then. All right, Colorado, Detroit, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Now we're fucking mm-hmm. cooking with oil, folks. That's right. Um, now, home and home against the Jets, too. That's cool. For those too young to remember, remember when the Leafs were on in the Western Conference? Yeah. I do remember yeah. that. And Detroit up until uh, expansion, like, what, a couple of years ago? Like, yeah, it wasn't that long. Ago. You know, they're in the West. You know. That's where they won all their cups. Yeah, it was brutal. Like, huh? that, that travel from... They're still in the Eastern time zone. How did the Leafs or Red Wings ever win any games? Yeah. Awful. Like... Totally. The That's Leafs so almost shit. the Leafs almost went to the cup had they not lost to LA against Montreal and it would have been West versus East, Toronto versus Montreal. Yeah. And by the way, oh. Vancouver, uh, Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg all had teams at that point. Wasn't that long ago? Like it was first iteration of the Jets. They lost. Still, the Leafs lost in the Western Conference yeah. the next year against Los Angeles. Yeah. No, Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver too. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane to think about. No one talks about that run, by the way, because the Vancouver Canucks just stomped them. Stomped them. Um, Made me sick. Yeah, there's not the same reverence, you know, with the Gretzky penalty and all that. And also, I think, too, I think, you because Toronto didn't have a chance. Like, they didn't have a chance against the Canucks. There was McGillney, Burray, Linden, Kirk McLean at his best. With the Kings, it was if only Kerry Frazier hadn't screwed us. And with the Canucks, it was if only we had to play a different team. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And they are different. (laughs) Yeah, it's not quite the same. Not quite the same. If only we didn't have to play a vastly superior team. So this goes back to, uh, going back to the Ryan. Reeves quote irrationally as a fan and this goes back to originally what I said too about fans being irrational this time of year I'm fired up about that I'm not afraid to say that I freaking love that attitude I'm into it um does it transpire on the ice or does it does it does it mean that Toronto's a tough place to play now like I kind of hope it will be Uh, who knows it's not gonna be one guy no but that was the problem last year with the one guy well, that was a problem from for Michael Bunting, basically. Yeah. Well, Bunting, but he got like, ISO'd, man. It was previously Simmons, and it's like, okay, yeah. drag them into the fight, drag them into the fight. Nope, just designated mercenary, just send him out there, do his thing. And they didn't play taller, they didn't play tougher. They have to do that. And yeah, Michael Bunting was fucking completely on an island. I don't think that's going to happen with a Rod Brendamore team. No. No, he'll fit right in there. No, they're they're a little bit more like the um, the Red Wings who like weren't th- they weren't the aggressor for like a decades period of time. But if you went at them, they could match it. Uh, I have a kind of a crazy story about the 
Hurricanes a little later in the show. Ooh. Okay. Can I ask a Ryan Reeves question? Yeah, but do it. Uh, an unfortunate reality that we face with Wayne Simmons is that he was the tough guy, but he became unplayable. Are we gonna the our Leafs fans and the Leafs gonna run into a similar situation with Ryan Reeves where he becomes unplayable and the toughness doesn't matter because you can't put him on the ice because it's detrimental to the rest of the team. Some have already argued he is. Yeah, this year, no. The two years that follow, I don't know. If he plays forty <laughs> games, I think you got your money's worth. He doesn't need to play every day. No, I think you deploy him when you need him, and I also think you need to know how well your top six are gonna do. You're going to put him out in playoff games? Well, it depends on who awesome. you're playing. Okay. Like if they're playing if they're playing a team like the like uh Florida, there's two arguments, right? Like let's talk about that second round. It's like okay, we could put him in the lineup, but we know we're putting our ourselves at risk even though the Leafs dominated the majority of the play in that. Uh Bobrovsky stood on his head and the Florida Panthers were the most if if you cracked even a little, they scored. They were opportunistic to the max. And yeah, and also like they uh, fucking <clears throat> destroyed you physically. Took Ma uh, Matthew Nyes' head and tried to crack it open like a coconut, mm -hmm. and no one did anything. So in that instance, I think you can play him because you're dominating play. But I worry about, like, if you go up against Tampa Bay again, and they play a team game, they're playoff ready, uh, they're fired up, uh, Sergachev's pissed because they lost to the Leafs. Um I don't know if you can play him in a series like that because they are a four-line team. Mm -hmm. No, so, well, Reeves is not necessarily there, again, to fight all these fights. He's there to drag them into the fight and change the attitude of this fucking team. And what do you mean? Can you get specific about that? Drag them into the fight. What do you mean? To force them to lift a finger physically ever. For God's sake. Like... Listen, I don't think it is wise for William Nylander and Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner to fight. Matthews, in particular, has a couple broken wrists uh, or uh, surgically repaired wrists. Um, Mitch Marner is not exactly a big fella, and I could see doing really poorly in a fight. But I keep talking about the guys around the league, the Travis Konechny's, who are, are not small. the biggest in stature, but they get... Fucking, it's a Ken Reed staple. Room! Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to fight Brady Kachuk, who is bigger than you, heavier than you, and has, bar none, the biggest skull in the league. <laughs> bar none. I've seen it in person. It's a fucking pumpkin. Absolute jack-o'-lantern this guy's got. Domi has one. Ty Domi has a big head, too. Big and head. You know, what is the, Max the, has a decently big head. Didn't a TV producer once tell you you'll be great on TV because he yeah, got Scott a big Moore, head? Yeah, Scott Moore, the head of sports. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he said like, the he, same to me. Yeah, he's like, you'll get, well, he's like, the first thing, uh, first thing you have is a big head, so that's important. I was like, thanks, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take it personally. I've been say people have been saying I have a big head since I was like four. We uh, used to laugh because he would walk around the office and he had one thing that he would remember about everybody, and he would say it to you every time. And I was talking about, yeah, my. Th my thing uh, with Scott was uh, he would just say, I had a big head. Mm. And I said that in front of someone is, uh, oh, yeah? My thing is he doesn't remember my name. <laughs> I was oh, in no. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, uh, I remember when I was working at the fan a little bit, I was on with J.D. Bunkus for a bit and filling in for Ben Ennis when they were working together. And Scott used to like to roll by while JD was in the midst of like, you know, JD's a talker, right? Mm -hmm. And Scott used to like to roll by and he'd be like, 
through the glass at the radio studio, he'd be like, I'm looking at you. And then he'd give me the finger. Uh, and then he'd just oh. walk away. <laughs> Which is something I would do. Anyway, Very point guy. is, um, like, Sidney Crosby, who super duper shouldn't be fighting, yep. has fought. Yep. Alexander Ovechkin, who probably shouldn't be fighting. Not anymore. Has fought. Matthews fought. So this is the thing. There are stupid so, fights. So what happens when, and this is this was a fascinating situation. Sheldon Keefe nailed it. It was game five or six, and oh, the Tampa? Lightning were losing. And so they dragged the Leafs into a fight. Mm-hmm. And well, it was like Matthews versus Stamco. No, no. It was the Leafs were losing. Oh, Leafs were, okay. Um, and were trying to tie the game. And so Stamkos, while speaking to the ref, is punching Matthews in the face, trying to get him off the ice for five minutes. So they can't score. So they don't have one of the best goal scorers in the league on the ice, and they at least fucking tied it anyway and beat you fucking eat shit. But but that's that's just NHL officials. No, I know, but can Ryan Reeves change a situation like that? Or is that going to have to come from a Domi, Bertuzzi, guys that but, are a little higher up? Like, the line? my question, how is he supposed to change anything if he's not on the ice? That's the thing, right? That's why I'm asking it. That's what I'm saying, Jesse. It's to drag them into the fight, like, culturally. You know what I mean? And, like, listen, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make him drink. William Nylander, and a lot of old heads are going to laugh at this, William Nylander is capable of beating the shit out of you. I truly believe that. Yeah, he's a. Tank. He's an Adonis. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't know if you ever looked at him. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't think it's smart for William Nylander to regularly do that. I don't. But the threat's not even there. It's so, not even there with him. It's not even there with Mitch. It's not even there with Austin. You're asking him to motivate them to get into the Or, or to want to. Yeah. Yeah. Feel confident with to. with his off ice antics. Do you know like how, locker room chemistry? Do you know how caught off guard the first opponent of William Nylander is going to be? In zero career fights, right? Zero and Matthews, I still say is zero. He didn't fight. No, that's a fight. Ah, fuck off. It's a fight. You got to look at not, not the regular look season. This. Look at this. Look at this. That's a fight, Steve. That's look, a fight. Look at that. He doesn't even have both gloves on. Steve, it's a fight. Neither of them do. For anybody listening, it's the picture of Matthews and Stamkos tussling. Stamkos uh, doesn't have either glove. It's so fucking ridiculous that Matthews even went to the box. The caption of the photo is Matthews' first NHL fight. It's a fight. Fart. (laughs) Okay, it could be a fart fight, but it was a fight. Um, It was a fight. It was a fight. And I liked it. I was like, fucking hell yeah. Now, the one thing we always talk about when it comes to fighting, and there is some strategy involved, is that like uh, one of the things that's venerated for Leaf fans uh, for at least Good word. Our, our father's generation is that Wendell Clark went after Marty McSorley in that L.A. series and and punched Marty McSorley a bunch of times in the face when Marty took a cheap shot at Doug Gilmore when he was crossing the crossing the blue line with the puck. Now, a lot of Lee fans were like, hell yeah, fucking right, Wendell Clark, for sure. The other side of that would look at that play and go, okay, so you just traded Wendell Clark, your captain, who once who's got who got thirty goals that year, and Doug Gilmore. Well, and Doug Gilmore wasn't in, in. No, Doug Gilmore played though after that. But you just traded Wendell Clark for Marty McSorley. Essentially, you just pulled Marty McSorley was able to get crushed Doug Gilmore and then pull Wendell Clark off the ice for five minutes in a playoff game. All right, get wrecked. Right. So what do you what do you say to that? Get fucking wrecked. Like what? What do I say to that? All right, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. 
keep trying to win the way they've been trying to win and making little to no progress. Okay. You know what? They need 16 wins to win the cup. And they, after 19 years, raise their total from three to five. And we're all, I guess we're all just happy with that then. I, I, I don't think I don't we're think all just anybody happy. I don't think anybody's happy with that. I was just asking. Oh, no one's happy with that? No. <laughs> oh, no, no one's happy, happy with that. that. So we should try something different to try to change that and we'll all be happy. So in terms of team toughness, though, everybody's making a big deal about Ryan Reeves. I think Ryan Reeves is like a small percentage of what this looks like. Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi, I think, change this lineup significantly. Tyler Bertuzzi will punch you in the face. There you go. Right? There's a guy that's not afraid. Max Domi will, is not afraid. I, I, I keep telling you, I think Max Domi's going to dummy a guy the first game. Sam Lafferty will punch you in the face. Jake McCabe will punch you in the face. Morgan Riley, underratedly, will punch you in the face. He does. They have so many guys up and down the lineup compared to last year who will punch you in the face. Mm -hmm. Matthew Nice played university, but he's a big boy. I bet at some point he'll punch someone in the face. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it'll be Sam Bennett. Mm. Wouldn't that be delicious? Mm. Mm-mm. The do- I think that's that's a great point. The Domi and Bertuzzi ads are going to be so important for this team. Yeah, people they're gonna, are huge. They're going to be grossly huge. oversimplifying Ryan Reeves. But it yeah. does speak yeah. about well, I think Ryan Reeves is the he's the lightning bolt for some reason, but those two guys there there is a focus on team toughness, and we know True Living likes that. Mm-hmm. Um and those two guys have far more of an effect on it than Ryan Reeves ever can. And, and and so what's interesting to me though, and and we'll, we'll get to Leafs Media Day in a second here. I I just want to focus on one quick part of True Living at Leafs Media. He said first off, this is a this is a quote you can file away when the Leafs defense is terrible if they ever are. Sure. He said, "I like our defense. I think we're underrated." Mm, mm, Don't know mm. about that, but we'll mm. see. Um, <laughs> are are correctly <laughs> I rated? That. Like, I think they might be co- correctly. I, I, uh, if they're top, underrated, is is it a well, stretch? All summer I was like, "Don't worry, they're not done on defense." And now that it appears they are, I'm like, <laughs> "I don't I don't think they are." Every reporter that's reporting on the Leafs is saying this is not done. It's a it's a work in progress. He just got here. A staple of a new GM is the November trade. Mm. So maybe that'll help. I'm I'm curious about John Klingberg. Yeah? Because like literally Matt Dumba weird. signed for about the same money. I don't think they thought they could do that. You know what? Oh, no, you agree. You know, it's just the timing of free agency. It'll be like a guy's waiting out for a three million dollar contract, and then it's not there. And then in August, he signs for a million, and the team's like, "We could have got him for a million, mm-hmm. but at the July first date, it wasn't there." For what him. if? What if though they had known that it was a flat cap, which they did, and they waited? What if uh, we should stop putting too much stock in his Ducks numbers? Oh, Klingberg? The fucking Ducks? Yeah, you've mentioned that. Yeah, they're bad. Obviously, they're bad. And he was bad along with the team being bad. Yeah. I don't know. I want to hear from Stars fans who didn't think he was good on D when he was there. He's not good on D. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> so what are we What are we asking? <laughs> he, yeah, no, but like, oh, that's it. That's just uh, it. Like, there are... What are what, Tyson Berry times two. We got to put him on the PP, take somebody off so he can get his game going. If he ends up being Tyson Berry, that's going to be bad. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like Tyson Berry has proved to be better with other teams than he was with the Leafs. Yes. There's another guy who Babcock doomed from day one. Yes. <laughs> yes. By the way, 
Um, not necessarily because he was mean to him, but because he was a stupid fucking coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Frege said last night in 32 Thoughts, and it was confirmed by True Living Today, that William Nylander will start training camp at center. I was mad when I read that, and now I'm okay. Can I tell you why? I would have. I mean, it's your show. <laughs> then I. Will. It's named after you. I gotta <laughs> fucking tell you why then. Gosh darn it. Uh huh. After saying fuck. Um. Listen, they have tried William Nylander at center, mm-hmm. and it has been shitty and failed every time. You know what? They have never tried ever, not once. William Nylander at center. Starting in training camp. I'm here to tell you, I don't think this will work. But if it is going to work, it's going to work this way. I'd much rather the team go into training camp with Nylander, who has played center, as a center. I'd rather them do that than randomly trying it for the first, second, or third time this season in an elimination game. Against Columbus. Against Columbus. That bloody team keeps coming up, don't they? I don't know if it's the greatest idea. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know how um, the top six shakes out if Nylander is at center. And by the way, if you've looked at the Leafs and gone, huh, they're center depth, I don't know. Well, I guess this was always part of the plan. But if it is going to work, it's going to work this way. Jesse, I know. What's up? Willie, Willie's your guy. Willie, yeah. Willie and Billy. <laughs> so, Willie, what do you think about William Nylander at center? Can, can it work? It's it's an odd thing to do at this stage of a player's career. Mm-hmm. How often do we get somebody in their mid-20s and we're switching positions with them to try something new? Yeah. It, it makes sense in terms of, hey... We all love having the three-headed monster down the middle. We'll go, we'll go Matthews, and we'll go Tavares, and we'll go Willie. But wasn't that what Ryan O'Reilly was for? And they didn't really like it in the end, and they went in a different direction. Well, they liked it. They liked it. They uh, liked it temporarily. Yeah. I, here's here's what I think happened. If if I can, I don't think he's the third line center. I oh. think he's I think he's on Tavares's line. I yeah. think they looked at Tavares's foot speed in the playoffs last year and said, "We got to try Willie at center." Um, not because Tavares is ineffective, not because he won't take faceoffs, but because uh, in the 200-foot game, Tavares' foot speed, which has never been great, is there is a step loss there. And I think anybody that's watching the game, you can see that. Well, and it forces... So, so, to so, that, so Jesse, does that change your opinion? Sorry, Jesse. I don't know. When was, when was the last time we saw... <laughs> I want to see it. We've seen it. But now we have to see it again so we can prove to ourselves that William Nylander can play 200 feet. Yeah, but we've because never seen it like that. We've, we might have seen it once in like 2015, mm-hmm. like when he was a rookie and they were doing pre- They gave him like the 69 jersey. Yeah. What number was he wearing? Like 62. 62. Yeah. Nylander's right. worn like four numbers with the Leafs. Crazy. But where's 62. I just want to know where the evidence is that this is like warranted. You know, has, has William Nealer been so spectacular as a two-way forward that we need to try this out? The answer is no. No, which is why. So where's the idea coming from? You try the, well, because he was drafted as a center. Like, a lot of wingers, 
like in the NHL are drafted as center. Yeah, everybody, everybody's a center when they're a kid if you're the best player. Pretty much. But you try these silly little experiments now. Oh yeah, I don't I don't hate it if you're you can do whatever you want in training camp. Yeah. You play Matthews on D. Yeah, you exactly. know? Like who cares? I so I guess how I guess goals that, do you think you'd score? Uh, a billion. So I guess that's that's should should be the opinion on it. It's training camp, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now I <laughs> how guess. many weeks in a training camp do the Leafs decide that they gotta make a trade for a centerman in the next year? Because here's what is happening right now is I believe we've they've just tipped their cap to if Willie doesn't work out, we got to look at options. I think it's going to take annoyingly long because they still have JT. Mm-hmm. They have Max Domi who can do it. Um, they obviously are going to have a few games with Willie. Uh, Sam Lafferty is going to play a few games at center. And I know a few of you just fucking gasp because one of these things is not like the other. Um, it's going to take an annoying amount of time. But none of it matters because it's training camp. So we're all good. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. might work. Good. And if it is ever going to work, it's going to work this way. And like, can yep. we finally slam the book shut, put it in fucking concrete, and bury it deep under the earth? One way or like, the other. If I thought we were there already. Me too. But like, <laughs> that's, that's good lord, it's got to be done. I kind of like that they're be trying done after it, though. This if it doesn't work. I like this. I like that they're trying it because it's a new set of eyes. I do like yeah. that. You know, I, I think sometimes... Um, you're you're at an organization long enough that things are, just seem set in your mind, and and somebody come, else comes in and, and 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 tries the thing that's obvious, right? And it's not not that Willie at center is a is a slam dunk, but trying it is obvious. So the GM's dictating the lines. I'm sure the GM has some pretty good insight into that, and I th- I think what he would say, I bet Sheldon Keith probably said to him, we we have a potential issue with foot speed with Tavares, and that's not again, I'm not to get denigrating Tavares, I just think. Long term, they are going to have to look at an option behind Austin Matthews. They have to figure that out. And and I I also wonder too is William Nylander on the extended on the on the on the contract that he's on, does that affect his number? Like the Leafs may be also looking at okay, Willie's asking for ten. I'm not giving that to. I agree. A I agree. Second winger. I, I no. agree. Yeah, hundred percent. But if 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 he's a center, well, and he's an effective center, then I, I think about it. Then I think about it. Yeah. So so next season, they would go into the year with three ten plus million dollar centers. Well, uh, plus Marner. Sorry, <laughs> I still don't think it. I, I still don't think it works, man. I still don't. Think I don't it think works. it works. But I'm just saying, does that because if they're trying to look at Willie's value, if he works as a centerman, well, then you don't have to go out and acquire a centerman. And second line centermen that score seventy points a year are going to be pretty expensive. You put them in a nine, nine and a half. As second line center, nine, that's, nine and a half. That's the number we were crazy. talking about when he was a winger. <laughs> well, I know because Toronto, you, you pay the Toronto tax, which is we pay more than everybody for some reason. Look, so, <laughs> so no, it doesn't math. Taking taking Willie off the right creates a bit of a hole there, and I think we've all You're not just put Tavares there on the right. He's never played that. It, whenever he's played wing for the Leafs, he's been left. Well, where's Nice then? On the left is what I assume. But so I'm looking at their cap friendly page. Kelly Yarncroke played some time in the top six and was pretty effective. So it's an option, and also he's a center option. No, you can't. And a left if your top option. six is not Bertuzzi, Matthews, Marner, Nyes, Nylander, Tavares, what the fuck? Right. So cap friendly lists Bertuzzi, and I didn't know this, as a right and a left. Oh, okay. 
So does that mean you do something like Matthews with Marner and Nyes, with Nyes in the left? And he they were great. And then you do what's left? You do Willie with Bertuzzi and JT. Don't hate that. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Nice, we'll nice find Mar- out in short order. Nice Marner Matthews was a great line. Uh, yes, yes, I would like to see that, please. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, and Nice had some pretty great success on a line with a center who didn't have great foot speed in Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe you swap. What what did I do there? I had Nice up with Matthews. So you put Nice down with. No, but Tavares. <laughs> so it was Tavares with Matthews and Marner then? I mean, that see, that actually makes more sense because it's something we've seen. Mm. So may, maybe the plan is JT, Matthews, Marner, Nyes, Willie, Bertuzzi. I think for as long as John Tavares makes $11 million, you have to play him at second line center. I don't think you can anymore. It's not it's, long term. I mean, I think he was perfectly fine in the playoffs as a center. I, I don't know where this. I don't think I it was a narrative I, at the time, and I don't know why it's a. I think it's a foot the speed thing. Like the this. foot speed thing's been. In, people have been talking about that for a couple of years. Even CJ said that. CJ has mentioned that he's like eventually he's going to have to switch to the wing. I'm not making this up. You know what's going to be fascinating is if John Tavares signs an extension with the Leafs this summer, uh, for less. Have we like have we? Yeah, ever he's seen going that? to. He's, yeah, yeah, he's going. No, to. No. but like a year ahead of time. He takes less a year ahead of time. Yeah. I wouldn't do that it's if possible. I were the Leafs. I wouldn't do that if I were the Leafs. I want to see how his last year plays out. I wouldn't do that if I was Tavares. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I want to see how his last year plays out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if moving him to the wing is such an immediate so issue. So you think Willie on the third line in center? Or yeah. Or Tavares on the third yeah. line center? No, like... Um, they have options. I mean, they I, do I, all those things. I love, the, I love the philosophy. Just try it. It's preseason. Who cares? That's, that's a great point. Um... I think it's it's one two three. God, drop the fucking puck. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready. <laughs> drop the. Uh, I love puck. this. Um, other notes from Media Day. Uh, Matthews, um, uh, played with Nyes in Arizona this summer. Helped him prep for the year. Uh, and they asked, "Is he physically ready?" And Matthews kind of laughed and said, "Yeah, he's physically ready. Yeah, as in like he's big." Um, he also said he's been he's had some good chats with assistant coach Guy Boucher, who'll be running the offense, which mm-hmm. is cool. Which is interesting that Boucher is running the offense because he's known for such a defensive game. So I'm wondering how that's going to affect like every Guy Boucher team plays a very strong defensive team game. I wonder if that's why they brought him in. The Leafs are already good at offense. Guy Boucher behind the Leafs bench, Babcock out of the league. How about that? It's funny what a few years changed. I don't know if people know this, and I heard this, and I I hope I'm not I'm not going to name the person that told me this, but no, they are, I'm pretty sure it's out there. Okay, there's somebody you can trust. When Babcock called Shanahan and oh. said, "Okay, I'm ready to come to the Leafs," because it was going to be Buffalo. Well, it was going to be Guy Boucher behind the Leafs bench. Hold on. Oh fuck. <laughs> Do you think that the story that I'm about to relay? <laughs> Wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Here's how close it was. When Babcock, evidently, this is third-hand news, so when Babcock called uh, Brandon Shanahan and said, okay, I want to come to Toronto, Shanahan was evidently at lunch with Guy Boucher. That I did not know. That's a great story, man. <laughs> Why is, I'm glad no one interrupted it. Why is Guy Boucher relevant to the story? Well, because Guy Boucher was going to be the coach of the league. Oh! 
I wish somebody had interjected to mention that. Give me back my mug. Uh, Tavares Tavares also spoke to the media. He said he thinks the Leafs can win and always has. Believe that. He emphasized that when, when sorry, his he they asked like what were your emphasis this summer? And I guess Sheldon Keefe said, just work on your strengths. Whatever you're good at, keep working at it. So that's and you know Tavares is a training maniac. So you know he's gonna be tipping a lot of goals in. He has a kombucha keg in his house. And that is not a joke. <laughs> uh CJ asked him about the GM changes, and I thought his answer was actually quite insightful because he he acknowledged, he said it was a little difficult. He said mostly because Kyle was here for a long time and had a tremendous impact on me and bringing me here. Um, he was the biggest factor in me coming to Toronto. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he, you know, he said the communication has been great with True Living, but he said it was, he acknowledged that. And I think for Tavares to acknowledge anything, he's usually the most boring quote at any press conference. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I mean, clearly Kyle Dubas had a huge effect on some of these guys. Yeah, Kyle offered him $77 million, mm. obviously. Crazy. Weird how that happens. Weird. Now, at over at uh, Tampa Bay Lightning Camp. Uh, before we move off of Leafs Camp, oh, okay. Steve, uh, some of the people down at Leafs Camp. Boucher was going to be the coach of the Leafs. <laughs> it started super early. <laughs> I think it's, it's typical it starts at like 5, 6 in the morning. Uh, it starts stupid fucking early. I believe... The, I think. The players start doing interviews at like eight. Yeah. So you you had a story last year about getting there super early because you were there last year doing the interviews. I don't know if it was last year. I think it was the year before, actually. Um, no, I got there. I just happened to get there. And this is very rare for me, Jesse. I got there like 45 minutes, half an hour early. Mm-hmm. Was Guy uh, Boucher early for lunch with Shani? I hope so. <laughs> he wanted the job, didn't he? Maybe that's why he didn't get it. If you don't show up five minutes early, you're late. <laughs> you showed up that's right a, on time. That's an Alan Walsh thing. He says, but it's 15 minutes early. You're not there yeah. 15 minutes early. Oh, f- no, they taught us that at, at Ryerson. He would hate Oh, yeah? Me. Yeah. Oh, that's why I didn't do so good. No, me neither. <laughs> um, I did yeah. worse. I, 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 Anyways, I wanted, to, I wanted to, you to tell the story about you showing up early, at least, at least no, uh, media day. So I showed up early by fluke. The players, I think, were supposed to start coming into our room to do interviews at 9. And at like 8.30, they're just like, uh, all right, here's Wayne Simmons. And we're like, what? And then like waiting outside the door as he was wrapping up, they're like, all right, here's Jack Campbell. And then, all right, here's John Tavares. And we were sitting there and everything went perfectly well. But we all just sort of looked at each other like, if I wasn't here, (laughs) we would have missed the team tough guy, the starting goalie, and the team captain. They were all there 40 <laughs> minutes before they should have been and were ready to go. Yeah, and like, <laughs> there's a really good chance. Like, I, I, we probably just wouldn't have gotten those players. Yeah. And we were also guaranteed to not get Mitch and not get Austin because uh, Sportsnet had already gotten them at the NHL media tour. You only get one or the other. Right. Yeah. So, well, you know, what do you what do you need me twice for, right? Mm-hmm. Would And, you know, I guess it's valid. So, uh yeah, show up early <laughs> on NHL Media Day or any team's yeah. media day. I know uh, producer Nick, who also works at Sportsnet, was down there like 5, 6 this morning. Just well, up. you got to set up. Yeah. And it takes forever. Oh, man. Lighting a set is the worst. Yeah. You're oh. the first one there. You're the last one to leave. It sucks. Nick Nick works hard, man. Yes, he works he really hard. Hey, Steve. Hey! You're looking freshly shaven. I know. Freshly haircut. Thanks, bro. How about down there? Um, What? How about... 
Can you show me? Why don't I show you uh, my phone? <laughs> That's a good, it's a good idea. It's Fresh Ball Fall. And you need to get to manscaped.com and use that promo code DANGLE, D-A-N-G-L-E, for uh, anybody pronouncing it in another language, it's Dangile. Mm. Uh, it's part, back to Steve's Italian roots. 20% off and free shipping, manscaped.com. They have everything from the lawnmower, which obvious, you know, you want to be clean down there. That's what you want. But they also have trimmers for your beard. Right, Jesse? Yes, because I'm the only one here that can grow one properly. Hey, <laughs> valid point. <laughs> it's all part of the performance package 4.0. Bring in the fall right and get 20% off and free shipping with the code dangle at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code dangle as the leaves fall. Make sure you have it all with Manscaped. You know what Dangile is Italian for? What is it? Balls! Jesse, the video I sent you on. Um, now, we have the the quotes from Steven Stamkos, and this is about him being upset about a lack of extension talk, which I think is spicy enough. But I, I could have read the quotes, but I think it's it's better to hear him say it because I actually think it hits harder. He's much softer spoken than we are. But when Steven Stamkos says anything, people listen because he's Steven Stamkos. Cup winner, gold medal winner, uh, almost Leaf, uh, <laughs> maybe future Leaf. Here we go. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, to, to be honest, um, I've been disappointed in, in the lack of, of talk in that regard. So it was something that I expressed at the end of last year that I wanted to get something done before training camp started. Um, there haven't been any conversations. So. Are you willing to talk during the season or wait till after the season? I, I'm ready whenever. So um, I guess that That's was the captain. Something that uh, that I didn't see see coming, but um, it is what it is. That's a shot across it, the bow at Julian Breezewell, and I think it also wow. is. It's worth noting that Brandon Hagel signed a massive extension this summer. Mm-hmm. Dude, everyone on the Lightning has a massive extension, but this summer specifically. Yeah, right, dude. They if, didn't get a phone call. Not a phone call. Not to make this about the Leafs, but <laughs> the audio for this episode would be terrible if a Leaf said that because there would be nothing but uh, uh, fucking ambulances and fire trucks and police outside of this building and down every street in the in the entire province probably it would be burning down dude it's very significant that the captain of your team is showing up to camp this upset uh very significant that like it's not Talks aren't going poorly this is a very key distinction yes it's not the talks are going poorly which will happen talks have not happened Tampa Bay Lightning forwards that are not signed through next season. Wow. Steven Stamkos, Tyler Mott, uh, Logan Brown's an RFA, and uh, Bar Boulay. That is it. Boulay. Dude, they have a wild amount of guys locked up. Everybody is signed except for your captain. And you didn't get a phone call? Come on. What is happening? Julian, Mr. Breezeball. You couldn't have called the agent, just had a little chat and said, listen, we're not going to chat till later. And it's, like, it's so important that this is the first thing he said when he arrived at the facility. He's pissed. He's, oh, he for, should be. For oh. as mad he was on the camera, you can count on him being two or three times as mad off camera. That's oh. how as mad he's been. That is how <laughs> as mad. <laughs> Guy Boucher didn't treat him <laughs> no, like this. Sure. No, sure as hell no. Guy Boucher did. Guy he Boucher. would never. Yeah. Um, I want to say that I feel like... <laughs> I feel like... Um, I feel like... 
I understand. First off, Julian for has given out really good contracts. Mm-hmm. He's known as a really good negotiator. Yes. Known as a guy who's tough on contracts. But when the contracts do get done, they usually are pretty good value. I think that Hagel deal is going to be amazing. Sorelli, I think, starts his extension this year. Yeah, you know, if you look at the the Sergachev extension, mm-hmm. crazy. The Eric Cernak extension, five point two million. Get out of here! Stop it. But I think that Julian Brisewall and his management group are legitimately looking. Even though Stamkos had a good la- year last year, he is going to be thirty four when his contract expires. Actually, he might even be thirty four at the start of the season. He's thirty three right now. So this year he might turn thirty four, which means this contract will start when he's a you know his thirty five year season. His uh, birthday's February. How much longer? His birthday's February. How much longer do you want to go if you're Julian Breezewatt? It's a relevant question for him. Stamkos, full no move. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, he already has a no move. What are you? Well, no, I'm saying he has a full move. So what What am I to take from this other than if Breezewatt could have traded him right uh, by now, he would have. Is Do you jump to that? I don't jump to that. Why not? He's He's this pissed. In camp. And like, Stan I think this is a negotiation stupid. ploy. This is him going, you're not making eight and a half next year. We're already too close to the cap. This is a horrible way to start your Yeah, season. he doesn't even talk to him. I it's think a that- horrible way for the organization to start their season. And now it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. You know, like, uh, I'm sure I have a hard time. It. They'll win and figure it out. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have a hard time. Uh, like, if there's any team you give a pass to and go, uh, they might know what they're doing, mm-hmm. it's them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a really, really terrible way to start camp you know maybe they're using it as motivation for Stamkos but he doesn't need that he had a good year if your captain's pissed um yeah I'm sorry there's no way that doesn't affect your locker room I agree and I think that it's the first thing he says to reporters that's how you're kicking off camp you guys are absolutely right that's not a good way to start this is a player who um had I'm just looking at his points last year 84 points He's probably the best player in Lightning history. Probably. Yeah. Only him and Marty St. Louis, maybe? Him and Marty St. Louis. Kucherov's going to be up there eventually. Yeah. Um, but, like, in terms of past players, mm-hmm. like, St. Louis or LeCavalier, or, yeah, St. Louis and LeCavalier are the only guys even in the conversation. And, I mean, look at the look at the resume, man. The crazy thing about Stamkos is his career average save percentage is hovering somewhere between... Save what? percentage? Sorry, save percentage. Shooting percentage. Oh. Somewhere in between 17 and 18%, depending on the year. Last year, it was 14.2. So if you think wow. that he'll regress to the mean, which, by the way, had 34 goals last year, he would probably go up. And he, 21-22, had 42 goals and 64 assists. So yeah. he's, And that was after he was washed... Well, that was my <laughs> that he looked pretty no, bad. No, dude, it it looked like it was heading in that direction, and then but it's Steven Stamkos. But but what happened? Scoring went up league wide, and I also learned my lesson. Don't doubt Steven well, Stamkos. But scoring went up league wide, and players like him across the league, who have their warts but have their elite uh, abilities, uh, got new life breathed into their career. I haven't looked at his advanced stats, so I don't know this. But guys, does does it matter to you that? In 21-22, this stat sucks, but we're going to use it anyway. 21-22? Yeah. So two years ago, two seasons ago, when he had 106 points, he was plus 24. Last season, he was minus five. Does that matter? Does that seem... I'm sure there's some advanced stats we could look at that are far better than that, but I don't have them on hand. Do they feel like maybe they're looking at the potential down curve 
of Stamkos' career, and they're trying to figure out how the hell do we keep him here? Because well, I mean, you have to. You, you you obviously have to. Who is his agent? Uh, Brisson, I think. It's it's Pat Brisson. Yeah, I think you said that. Uh, I he, think. I think. Yeah, I, I think th- that's the whole sticking point here. Is hey, this is a guy who wants a probably his last so, contract. Sorry, it's Newport Donmian. Sorry. Oh, Don, man, there you go. Um, Stamp, Stephen Stamkos is probably looking for his final contract here, and Julian Breezewell probably doesn't want to give it to him because he's going to be old going into his old age, into his next couple of years, and he's always trying to win the Stanley Cup. And the smart thing to do would probably be not to lock up Stephen Stamkos to this long-term deal, but that is your captain. This is the guy who's been here his entire career. He's given you everything. What do you do? Because what I'm wondering, and again, not to make it about the Leafs, but what happened with them and Jack Campbell is the Leafs offered Campbell an extension that Campbell's camp found so insulting that they came back with something that was completely unreasonable on the other end, Mm -hmm. and they just never spoke again, basically. I wonder... Like, the only reason to not even speak to Stamkos is to... um, Do you know what Jack Campbell's number was when he was tearing it up? Uh, he wanted like over six and the Leafs offered him like two and a half. It was seven, seven million. Seven. That's crazy. In that November though, he was looking like the best goalie in the world and then stunk the rest of the way. Lots of players look like the best player in the world in November. Right. You know, just throwing that out there. Um, but like, I wonder if Stamkos' agent said to Breezebois, if we're going to have this discussion, here's the number. Mm-hmm. And Breezebois hated the number so much. He's like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother. It sounds like there were no talks at all. Well, because I I can't wrap my head around that. Can you play the clip again one more time, Jesse? It's not a long clip, but I think it's important because that's what it makes it so surprising, Steve. That's why people are reacting to this is no no conversation. Yeah, like at least know where you're at. No, to to be honest, um, I've been disappointed in in the lack of, of talk in that regard. So... It was something that I expressed at the end of last year that I wanted to get something done before training camp started. Um, That's important. There haven't been any conversations. So. There haven't been any conversations. Now, that doesn't mean literally zero, but... I think, no, I think it means literally zero. Uh, could. Why I would mean, he say there haven't been... If, if, he, if he wanted to change that, change any to many. There haven't been many conversations. It's different. Well, if, if I go, here's my number, and you go, here's my number, is that a conversation? Yes. I mean, yeah, but barely. No, yeah, but no. it's a conversation. The, the whole point of the clip is is the team didn't discuss with him a contract extension over the summer. At all. And it was the captain's wishes, though, to have this done before camp. Yeah. And then first day of camp, he shows up and he says he's disappointed. And he's not even mad. He's disappointed. Yeah. Remember when your parents said that to you? How oh. painful that was? Oh. Like, this is a dude who has two rings... Uh, no player is ever going to wear 91 for the Lightning ever again. Um, he is going to be permanently tied to this organization, and he's this mad day one of camp. If this was the Vegas Golden Knights, Steven Stamkos is a free agent at the end of the year or he's traded at the deadline. Maybe it is the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, I think if, if you're looking at this from they a won. strictly ruthless, we don't care about the person standpoint... <coughs> The smart thing might be do, to do is not lock up a guy who's going to be 34 at the end of the season. Well, and I think that's what they have to be thinking. Yeah. I, I agree you, with you completely. You, I, you, and, can't, you can't do this. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, have, I, yeah. I think you can't but do you can. this. No, because the chemistry that they've built in Tampa, you might ruin it 
by doing this to your captain. So it might be from like an on-ice standpoint <laughs> side where you can't, you shouldn't re-sign him at this age. But in terms of just for your organization and the other guys he plays with, you have to sign look, him. Look it's at the tough. guys they've dropped, though, guys, in the last couple of years that were very popular guys. McDonough, um, the entire third line, Blake Coleman, Barclay Goudreau, JT Miller. Yeah, none of those guys are Steven Stamkos. No, but I'm just How saying, many of those they've been are going the rafters? Now, wait, though. You're right. What When the Lightning won their second cup, do you remember what they wrote on the inside of the ring? Last day of school. Last day of school. Oh, I thought it was Guy Boucher might be head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> but not quite. No, they wrote. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm never going to live this town. He was Just almost coach. Call the episode Guy Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. Because nobody people will be like, Guy Boucher yeah, is not a story. Yeah. I'm sure my mentions will be lovely. <laughs> Can you tell Guy Boucher Yeah, please don't. <laughs> oh, oh. What did they write on please the inside of definitely do that. They wrote. Last day of school, uh -huh. on the side of their Stanley Cup rings. This team, uh, they're not stupid, and they're not strangers to the harsh realities of the salary cap and losing guys. Like, I might go as far as to say Stamkos is probably reasonable enough that if you were to tell him, listen, we can't do it after this year, mm -hmm. um, or we can't do it after this year unless you're willing to like really take a discount here. Like you're just having an adult conversation at this point. But like, if you did that, it could work. But he's saying he hasn't even been spoken to basically. That's what he's saying. Right. And that's, it's terrible. It's a really, or really is bad it, way to start. Or is it the way that Julian Brisewell, who is far more ice cold than people I think give him credit for uh, with his players, he has kept the major core together. But at, at a certain point, as Jesse said, you have to look at Sam Coast like he's not part of that. And yeah. that may not be this year, but we know it's coming. We, and yeah. long term, what are we going to do? From this year to next year, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to free up. Uh, that's five mil and then two mil, seven million dollars. That's all they'll have left. Is that what is that with the cap acceleration too? That's not with what the cap's going to go up to. So we don't know how much extra that'll add. Let's say it's. Two million? Did is you that... account Brandon Hagel's extension into that? Yeah, so I'm looking at this. Oh, okay. So it goes from they have forty six million dollars committed in the forward group this season. That'll drop down to forty one. Oh, I see. When uh, all the contracts kick in, and on the D core they have twenty five, and that'll drop down to twenty three. So the the money isn't there if he wants anything. What he's making right now, that's fine. Like no one's arguing that. Tell him. Yeah. Tell him it. Tell, tell him, him, Steven. Listen, yeah. we got it. If we want, if you want to stay here, it's got to be six, or it's got to be six and a half. This is a guy who's never made over eight and a half in his career. No, is he? Is he looking at it like I wish I got a, the big payday? He now, had his chance. Now wait, <laughs> that's very interesting that you brought that up because I keep saying if you want to win, you got to take the discount. You got to mm -hmm. take the discount. You got you got to take the discount. And they won. Mm -hmm. Twice, and he stayed in that uh, friggin' bubble in Toronto, and then later Edmonton played six minutes, scored, scored, <laughs> legend. Um, but he was there. He did so much. He stayed for less while a lot of his teammates passed him. Mm -hmm. Vasilevsky, Point, Kucherov, Hedman. Did Hedman pass him? Yes. Sergey No, Hedman did not pass him. 
uh, Sergachev oh, tied, sorry, tied him. Will. So he won. He's got his name on the cup, and I, I doubt he would trade that for anything. But not everyone gets to be Nathan McKinnon. Hmm. Where you take less, you win, and then you're the highest paid player in the league. There's a very good chance it doesn't come back to you. And not only does it not come back to you monetarily, it doesn't come back to you in the form of the respect of getting a fucking phone call. That's crazy. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you've done. Here's your little banner. Fuck off to whatever other team you're going to sign with. Because free agency 2024, how much does Steven Stamkos get on the open market? It's a fascinating question because he's like clearly on a downturn, but also the cap is going up. And but is he on a downturn? Like his numbers have has, been consistent. I, hasn't happened yet. <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Uh, you could argue that it has on the defensive end yeah. of things. Like one That's of the why things, I brought up the plus minus thing. Well, one of the things that we missed on the uh, uh, Matthews conversation, they. Stamkos took Matthews off the ice because Matthews is a player who could tie the game. Ma- uh, Stamkos took himself off the ice because, because he is not the sort of player who can defend a lead. He's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. That's a bit of an exaggeration. He's. Look at the Lightning. Look at the Lightning. He doesn't and have how many players you would rather have out there defending a lead than Steven Stamkos. It's at least half a dozen forwards. Seriously. He did drop from 106 points to 84, as you mentioned earlier, Adam. So if you want to say a downturn is putting up 80 <laughs> so, points, he's so still pretty, good. Pretty good. Being point a game. I don't know. Pointing game player is probably worth not $6 million, you know, and that's all they have available. If you give him a contract with term, which I assume you are because he's Steven Stamkos, you just know, you sign that contract knowing that there is like an 80 to 90% chance he is worse at the end of that contract than he is at the beginning. Is all I'm saying. But again, we keep going into the logic of it. We keep going into the logic of not signing Steven Stamkos. And that's not what this is about. They disrespected their captain and best player in history by not even dignifying him with a contract conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of unforgivable. Interesting. Well, we'll see. I bet the contract extension signed next week and we'll be like, ah, all's forgiven. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, maybe Stamkos is brilliant in this fucking giddy up, buddy. Um, so how do you feel about Brad Marchand being named captain of the Boston Bruins? I, I'm surprised it wasn't done sooner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was... Perfect. I mean, from basically the cup final in 2011, you're like, yeah, that guy's going to be captain one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but before him, it'll be Bergeron. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how it played out. It would have been Bergeron sooner had Chara not played into his 60s <laughs> or whatever he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and then played for Washington for some reason and went back and to the, the Islanders. Islanders. And yeah, this is really strange. Like but Brad Marchand is captain in terms of he has the letter on his jersey. But we all know the true captain is the guy who plays for free on their team. David Posh. David Posh should not doesn't do it for the money. No guys. money this season well, to play for the Boston doesn't, Bruins. Doesn't do it. He for doesn't money. do it. Sorry, you're only eleven million dollars plus a quarter million dollars per year off. Ah, right. 
Oh, he's not taking zero dollars to play this year for the Bruins. No, but if oh. he could, he would. But close. Okay. But close. Yeah. Eleven. a lot. Is pretty yeah. close. To it's zero. probably against the CBA. Yeah, so we have to take eleven. I think his agent forced him. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. I will figure I, it out one day. Why do they put the burden of eleven and a quarter million dollars on, on a guy who doesn't want it? Yeah. A guy who does not want it. No. no. He'd play hockey for, for love free. Yeah. I know. He would. Heart of gold, David. He he probably actually does. It's just that quote. Probably actually because he can afford it. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah fair now enough. he can. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd like to get a surgically uh, goldened heart. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'll never let that go. Never let it go. Ah, but he's got a funny tape job. Ah, um, no. Brad Marchand is a Boston Bruin through and through. If he ever signed with another team, it'd be incredibly friggin' strange. Same with Bergeron. Same with Chara. It's a weird end of his Even though he was a Sen for a while. Yeah, but no. He was a Bruin. He's a Bruin. Yeah. He played for the Senators. He was a Bruin. You see the difference? I get it. You know what I mean? And yeah, Patrice Bergeron, thank goodness he stayed his whole career as a Bruin. It would have been weird. Marchand is... uh, He's a Bruin who was raised in Bruins culture and came to embody it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and this is coming from a Leaf fan. There, there can be no higher praise. The Boston Bruins made the right choice. Uh, Do you know how old Brad Marchand is off the top of your head? 33, I'm guessing. I think he's me and Adam's age. Is he 35? 35 years old. Wow. I have no idea. He's a 06 pick. Where was he picked? Second round? Uh, he wasn't a high pick, like a very high pick. Third round. Third wow. round. Yeah, 71st overall. Who did the Bruins pick ahead of him? I don't. I don't know if that matters. It does. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Can we call Guy Boucher and ask who he would have picked? <laughs> I'm never gonna let it you want to know? You want to know the answer? <laughs> yeah, I do. I it do. took me two seconds. Uh, Milan Lucic. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, size was really valued then too, right? Did they have a f- man? The oh, Brad they- Marchand pick is originally an Arizona Coyotes draft pick. Wow, that is that's fun. That's a good piece of trivia there. Oh. Also, the New York Islanders at one point owned that draft pick. Dude, read the pick above it. The the I forgot I did a trade tree. Oh, Sergey Samsonov was the Milan Lucic pick. Yeah, they got Marty Reisner, Jan Stasny, and a third round pick that, or sorry, second round pick that turned into Milan Lucic mm-hmm. for Sergey Samsonov, who played like a cup of coffee with the Oilers and went to the Stanley Cup final, but. I, That's wild. Brad Marchand was acquired for a fourth and a fifth round pick from the uh, New York Islanders, who originally acquired that pick for... Uh, can you pronounce that name, Steve? Uh, fuck, I don't have my glasses on. Oleg Vasha? Oh, Kavasha. Oh, Kavasha. Kavasha? I don't remember him. Oleg Kavasha. He, uh, he was an Islander during that Leafs-Islander series many moons ago. Mm-hmm. And a uh, uh, fifth round pick. Uh, Jan Stasny was a guy I used to draft in NHL 2005 all the time, playing with Merrick Svatos. Yes. Killer. That's a good uh, NHL player. Yeah. yeah. He, had a, he had a rookie card in the, in the Sidney Crosby-Ovechkin year. Mm-hmm. And I know that because uh, you'd be always looking for a Sidney Crosby or Ovechkin rookie card, and you would always get a Jan Stasny. <laughs> <laughs> the Brad Marchand year was also the Phil Kessel year. Yes, it was. Oh. And the Yuri Toulouse year. They're all the same. Kessel, Lucic, Marchand, all in one draft. That's oof, that's a good, tidy piece of work, Holy Boston. shit. Holy shit. That's got to be one of the best drafts they've ever had. Yep. Yeah. Absol- and they parlayed... 
uh, Kessel into Sagan Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> not not bad, Boston. And uh, I can't remember the other guy. I, Jared Knight. I, yeah, and they all played for free. I hate it. And they all played for free. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, Another year. Another Brandon Tan of headshot. Do we want to see? Yeah. No oh. for his goofy headshots. This one is, I wouldn't say it's the greatest, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Interesting. In terms of Brandon Tanner, because he always looks like he's freaked out. Here, can I do it into the... Yeah. So pretty close. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) That's a good one. He went a little bit more subtle. Yeah. It's a good one. He dropped the shoulders, too. Yeah. And his head's a little further forward than it has been in previous years. Yeah. He's really good at... he, He perfected the kid who was forced to take a school picture look. Yes. You know, Brandon, come on. Your parents are going to see this. You know? Yes. He perfected it. Absolutely. Great flow. He does have good hockey hair, man. He does. It's kind of, it's unfair. It's a little unfair. Yeah. No, that's a great head of hair. Um, I wanted to ask you guys this about, so Greg Wyshynski asked a bunch of players a bunch of different questions. To me, the most interesting part of the article uh, is the rule changes they would enact. But yeah, this was fascinating. I want to start with Matt Kachuk's response about what he's most excited to see, which he said, I'm excited to see what Boston does after their season last year, <laughs> how they follow that one up. That's shots fired. <laughs> is it shots fired or is it? I mean, it's a pretty relevant thing to say. Yeah, it's you were amazing until you ran into me. Me. <laughs> Not even us. No. Me. Now. We were talking uh, in the CJ Show group chat yesterday about like how the Atlantic is going to shake out. The Bruins could drop 20 wins from their total last year and still make the playoffs. Let's pretend they drop 20 wins, mm-hmm. maybe even 25. Let's It's 25. That's fucking 50 points up for grabs. Yeah. All going to the Sens. Well, yeah. Only the Sens. And Jake, actually, they're all going to Jake Sanderson's contract. <laughs> yes. All of those points. You can convert them <laughs> to millions. Yeah, it's like NFTs. That's how it works. <laughs> That's right. I and they worked out well. They did. They did well. They, they did, did well. You guys, you guys bought some NFTs. How'd that go? Uh, <laughs> fuck you. For I like that, that. Was a fun. T- when we were collecting car- the d- digital ones? cards, yeah, that was fun. I'm glad I didn't spend that much. Well, of course not. Yeah. That's not. No, the- Steve. Here's your. Here's the standings from last season. You're mentioning the 135 points that the Boston oh Bruins put God. up. The Leafs had 50 wins, and the Bruins had 15 more <laughs> a lot of points yeah up for grabs in the LA. buffalo sabers we're not talking about them enough no we're not they missed the playoffs by one point they're coming they 42 they're coming on strong the atlantic had five 90 point teams and you know what give the sense credit they they have 50 something points the year before 86 is really not that bad no it's really good it's really good even Mo- like Montreal Jake getting Anderson's contract yeah. puts them over the edge. Sixty-eight. Montreal didn't have a good season. Yeah, but like they shouldn't have. They should have had even less than that. Mm-hmm. They had a decent start. Like there's there's a wild amount of points up for grabs. And if you, I mean, Boston, we can pretty confidently say is not going to win sixty-five friggin' games again. So all those games they don't win, it's going to get spread amongst the league. Most likely the Eastern Conference, most likely the Atlantic Division. Mm-hmm. I'm you not, can throw the Leafs in that conversation if you want. I'm not 50 wins is a lot. Confident enough in like mentally, I'm having a hard time believing that the Boston Bruins could ever take a step back. Not because they won't, but they've been such a staple for so long. And even CJ last year was like, hey, you know, 
Maybe this is the year they take a step back. I mean, <laughs> we all kind of questioned it. I nobody expected what they did. I will I will carve it into stone that they will have more than four regulation losses at home. They went 34, 4, and 3. Look at the road! That's insane. And over 800 points percentage. <laughs> like, it's just... They, okay, their outrageous. shootout record was 4 and 3. You basically only had a snowball's chance in hell at beating them if you took them to the shootout. No. And even then, you lost more than half the time. No one had a 700 points percentage. Yeah, they were cracked. <laughs> they, they were, were completely... And they were 823. They scored over 300 goals. Look at that shit. Wow. Yeah, but what happened when they ran into Matthew Kachuk? So I'm excited to see yeah. how they follow that up. Look who Matthew had the Kachuk. second most goals in the Atlantic, by the way. Wasn't the Leafs. Florida. Oh, Buffalo. It's fucking Buffalo. Yeah, there's a long time uh, last season when Buffalo led the league in goals. Yeah. But they uh, they got surpassed at the end there by Boston. But Buffalo's... Goal differential, minus four. <laughs> Watch out. Keep that puck out. I can see Florida missing the playoffs next year. This season, sorry. It's yeah, man. It's too tough. It's totally possible. It's totally yeah. The Atlantic yeah. is. I don't know anyone who has confident Atlantic picks. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I just don't believe you. That's a wildly, yeah. uh, wildly uh, tumultuous division. <coughs> Volatile. There's the word. Volatile. Yeah, it is. It is. There will be some change this year for sure. Um, uh, coming from that article, what? Uh, what rules, whatever. I can't go through the entire article because it's actually, a, it, Greg wrote a, a great article. But If, if you um, don't get to the one, there's one that had me hot under the collar. Well, it's the Sidney Crosby one, oh. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Okay, we'll start with that. Uh, <laughs> what If you could add one rule, what would it be? Crosby's like, I don't want to add this or subtract it as a rule, but I just want to see it bringing the red line back. Yeah. We'd love to see how that would affect the game. You knew when it was there, uh, there was a ton of trapping, all that sort of thing. But it would just be a totally different game today. I think it would force you to have to make a few more passes. It would just be... I would love to see the combination of the way we play now combined with bringing the red line back compared to what it would have looked like. It would just go back to the way it was. Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Sydney. Like, we already to, know what it looks go like. Go to then. jail challenge. <laughs> I want to go back to um, the rule that ruined the league that I was then put in charge of saving. What is wrong with you? If anyone should know that's a horrible idea, it's you, Sydney. I don't think he's aware that he, about the the significance of him being in the league and how much scoring went up. Like, I doubt he looked up the stats about what happened when that red line went away. Well, it went whoop, and then down, 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 down. now McDavid. it's up again. It was also, it's, <laughs> yeah, McDavid, you're right. It's a dumb rule. It was a like, horrible, horrible rule. It doesn't rule. add to the, it only subtracts from the game. I get his standpoint, and when you can find the spaces, you have to get more creative and all that stuff. But that's not what we're asking for out of the neutral zone in hockey. I think the like, I think the red line made sense when your pads were made of feathers. Like when you look at the '80s scores, like literally, go back and look at some just random '80s scores. Random Tuesday night, St. Louis versus Edmonton. It's going to be like eight six. The red line stopped it from being fourteen to twelve. Okay. Because the fucking goalies, like, go back and watch goaltending before the butterfly. Terrible. You, you know but, that goal? But, and just hang on one no, second. Sure, sure. Keep it shit. But then, once they figured out the butterfly, and they put their pads on steroids, and all and the neutral zone trap, thank you, Robbie Fatorik and Lou Lamorello and all the New Jersey Devils who, who created that system. I hate you. Jail. Uh, jail, for sure. Once that happened, the red line was no longer relevant. And I think the biggest add on that is how much better and how much bigger 
pads are. Darren Pang, who's 5'9", played in the NHL. Glenn Healy, who's 5'10", played in the NHL. I, Darren I lo- Pang love those guys. Five foot nine over my dead body. They would never. I met him. <laughs> they would never play in the NHL today. Goalies are fucking six foot eight. Yeah, uh, it's just ne- it just never would happen today. So I understand what Sydney's saying because it could be kind of funny. He was probably look at the. the I don't know, think we can show. We this can't show it. This is an old timey NHL like, footage. But look at this. Look at this goal. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. And the goalie goalie doesn't even look like a good skater there. Like he almost falls over because Gretzky takes a slap shot. Because like, uh, we talked about this last episode about how they didn't do the butterfly for the first 80 years of hockey. It was right. We would friend, literally make fun of a player for taking that shot. These uh, my friend and Peter sent me friends. sent me this gif after he heard that part of the show. And I was like, <laughs> it's abominable. The guy, the goalie doesn't know what to do. That goalie would be on waivers the next By day. By the way, that yeah. goalie is Mike Vernon. Yeah. So, Oh, uh, my God. Who adapted pretty well. Yeah, spectacular goalie. Uh, uh, isn't that sh- funny? Yeah, he was absolutely yeah. incredible. Do, no, you know what would have... You, remember that goal where Eric Carlson flipped the puck from behind his own net and it flew like free willy and uh, Mike Hoffman caught the it, puck yeah. on his stick and then scored a ridiculous goal Third round of the playoffs. Bruins in the playoffs. It was the first round of the playoffs. Well, whatever, it was, it was still in the playoffs. You know what would have made that play better? Is if the whistle had gone and the play died. I think Sydney was just trying to come up with an answer on the spot. I, I got a screenshot. For answer for his crime. Sorry, what's that? Yeah. Like, no, I just got a screenshot for okay, the yeah, uh, so. goalie situation. Now, yeah. now can you, you know what? You know what helps is when you make your five hole as big as possible. Show after. Like, <laughs> for, so Gretzky's taking this shot and the five holes wide open. Like, <laughs> it's not. Like, what are you doing? Goaltending didn't exist at no, this point. No, that's why the red line made sense. <laughs> You'd have had football scores every night. Oh my God! That's yeah, Crosby. So he, uh, it was a throwaway answer, and it just—I feel bad for Sid. It's not fair. Um, I like hockey is the best it's ever been. Anyone yeah. who ever yes. tells you about the good old days is a fucking liar. By the way, I want to throw this out there. Um, another thing that uh, that they used to have that they don't anymore because the NHL used to be allergic to high scoring, um, yes. and then it got super high scoring, and then it became allergic to high scoring again. Back in the day. If you took a penalty against the Montreal Canadiens, oh. <laughs> your day was over. Yes. Because if you were in the box, no matter how many goals the Montreal Canadiens got against your team, and this is original six era, and this is Maurice Richard era, mm-hmm. you were sitting in the box till the end of it. Yeah. Bellavo. You used to run out the full two minutes of every penalty. Josh Morrissey wants that back. He said, if you score in the power play, the power play should not end. So you just end the, so you get to do the full two minutes. As a guy that's on the power play, I wouldn't mind having it be a full two minutes regardless. So it's a bit of a selfish answer. I completely self-aware. Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> I like that. He, he said, listen, here's my goofy idea. Here's why I know it's goofy, and, and it yeah. directly benefits me. Yeah. I don't have a problem with him admitting that. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Um, Johnny Gaudreau, one that everybody's going to love. Johnny, a man of the people. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the shootouts. Just there do three go. on three until someone scores. There's another guy a little self-deprecating because he didn't he have that one year where he was fucking terrible in the shootout? Or like he couldn't score in a breakaway to save his life. He still had a bunch of goals. Mm-hmm. Could not score on a breakaway. It was weird. Now, when I bring up Tavares's answer, okay, Johnny Gaudreau, real short, real quick, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think Tavares's answer is going to be? Uh, well, you know, I'd, we're looking for a new drink sponsor. I'd probably just have kombucha. And- <laughs> no, no. What was it? His rules was every rules. time you score, you get to chug kale. 
<laughs> Chuck I always, Kale hockey he's breaks. He's such a hockey nerd that I, I, I'm not surprised by this answer because it's uh, outrageously detailed. In, instead of a shootout, uh, you just have a board battle. Uh, <laughs> a tip. A tip. Yeah. A hockey tip, tip drill. Yeah. Tip drill. Yeah. Um, he says, in the offensive zone on face-offs, the offensive player has, uh, has the advantage and gets to go down second. I don't always think it's an advantage to go down second. I would like to think that the offensive player should be able to choose if you go down second or first. Ah. I, I know this from going against P- Patrice Bergeron that he definitely wanted to be down first. And he, and, he, and then he laughs. He's like, so it's funny when you see that as an advantage, uh, what you think is an advantage, the offensive player should get to choose. That so, is, you're so right. It's so a Tavares answer. Yeah. It's an incredibly Tavares answer. And that would be absolutely impossible to enforce. And painful to watch. Painful. You know, what's worse than the ref dropping the puck twice and blowing the whistle and being like, no, we got to do it again. That would happen at least a dozen times. Well, because remember, especially in the playoffs, we're there to watch the linesmen. <laughs> I'm there to watch the linesmen. I love watching them drop the puck and then blow it dead and then drop the puck again and then kick someone out and then drop the puck. Shut I up. love he's it. Not, I, it's my favorite fucking he's, he's thing. He's talking about setting up. Yes. Like he's not, what do you mean? It'd be very easy to enforce because one guy, they have rules right now for who can go to. But then somebody could delay by not putting their fucking stick on the ice. Yeah, yeah but no, but that happens now. No, He's just asking for the order to be changed. But they would, because of the emphasis on it, they would fuck it. And then you got to nah, ask the player, okay, okay, offensive zone player, what, what do you want? Do you want first or second? Every time, no, they would just do it because it'd be a part of how they go They'd down. Have to add, no, but then somebody be like, "That's an illegal face-off because they didn't ask." Yeah. No, you would. Jesse, you, they wouldn't. Jesse, they don't ask. Jesse, you don't like, want this. No. You've heard of makeup penalties. Now, makeup face-offs. <laughs> Where they fuck oh, it up no. on purpose. Man, no, now that's an easy change they could make. Uh, the linesmen, Art. linesmen are are uh, linesmen are the star of the playoffs. Don't you ever forget yeah, it? Shout out Dan Kelly who got a promotion after shoving a player and n- never have an answer for it. Charlie McAvoy. I've seen USA actually USA hockey actually fool around with this, uh, and it's that you can't ice the puck anymore yes. on the power play. Preach! Yeah. If you're not able to ice the puck, then you're forcing guys to try to make plays and and lob it perfectly. Why? I think that would make it difficult. Yeah. Why do you get a special ability because your team took a penalty? Why do you get an advantage when you're yeah. down? Again, when when goaltenders were five nine and and played with couch cushions, mm-hmm. this made sense. Because the scores were already 8-6, like I said. But now... Every power play would be 30 seconds. Yeah, 100%. Now It's like, don't even sit down. It's over. Uh, but now, I think this makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I think you want to encourage scores. I, I, I don't see a reason. See, when you do hear people go, oh, I wish they go back to the good old days. The 70s and the 80s is usually what they're referencing. And some of the early 90s. And by the way, the scores then were all 8-6. And every, the best goalie in the league had an 8.95 save percentage. And everybody says those are the best times. And why do they say that? Because the goals were going in. Yeah. Also, because you couldn't murder people. You could murder people on the that ice. Too. That too. People love that. It's a great combination of everyone scores and no one survives. We, sh- we, we almost renamed it murder goal back in the yeah. 80s. But mm. I, I do think Charlie McAvoy makes a point. The higher the scoring, the better. The only problem with it is the NHL does not want, and they're right to not want this, more whistles. Mm-hmm. This will, like, if you're dog tired, you're just going to ice it anyway. You still get the benefit of the whistle. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Guys who are just icing it and they don't care because. Could you get a delay of game? Yeah. Like if you're a penalty killer, like yeah, okay, fine. Delay of game. I'll ice it. Penalty kill. Well, and then well, there would be more delay of game penalties because you would have to put more thought 
into getting rid of the puck. You'd have to lob yeah. it a certain oh, way. Yeah. There'd oh. be more whistles, and we don't, don't need want that. that. You're right. Okay. But I also don't agree with getting a special ability. Uh, Jack Eichel. Again, with the overtime, longer overtime, I would make teams utilize more players and allow guys the opportunity to play in overtime. And I think it's such an exciting time for fans. I know as a fan of hockey, when I see games going into overtime, I automatically tune into them because I want to watch three on three. So I think it'd be great for the fans. Preach. I think he's right. Mm -hmm. Again, the reason the NHL doesn't do this and we're and we've been over this is because they wanted to make sure that the games didn't go super long. The problem with not putting a a timeline and our time frame and a limit on overtime is that you will find coaches that will make the puck dead. They'll, they'll find a way to slow the game and make it long. And, and what'll happen is it'll interfere with your local television, 10 o'clock news yeah. schedule. People and that's why they won't. There's things beyond the game that apply to having a clock that's unlimited in overtime. You need to be able to run the news at 11. PM. So here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. Do something crazy. Like here's a crazy ass idea. It's like if you if you wanted to get rid of the shootout, but you also want to make sure that overtime's relatively short, then maybe what you do is like, is there a way that you can encourage teams not to hold the puck and dead it, right? Well, so or, or quote unquote rag it. Well, they listen. Uh, Matthews um, has been on the ice for some overtime goals against. The most infuriating thing to watch is when teams go rag it until he's off. Just so, rag the puck. So here's here's my thought. Why not steal from basketball? You have 40 seconds to get a shot in the net. Otherwise, you got to turn the puck over. Mm. Shot clock for overtime. And you and no face off. You just have to give. The, you have to concede puck. And or maybe you have 30 seconds. That's one of those ideas that I think is good in theory, but. You don't want to again. It's 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 like the uh, no more icing on the power play. I just think it complicates the game. It further. doesn't though. If you don't get a shot, you concede the puck, and there's no face off. I guess we already understand it. Like basketball's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. And again, they don't do a tip off every time. They just hand the hand the ball over, hmm. and it's an inbound. Because I don't know there there are really fun three on threes, but there are also line change contests. Yes, and mm. they're awful. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. Terrible. So that's what I'm saying. You have to you have to create some sort of limitation that pushes the other team to go. We got to get a fucking shot here. Mm -hmm. It um, have to you'd have to increase the time too. It'd be like yeah. ten minutes, and then of course plus like 20, 30 second shot clock. And then there would be know. a coach's challenge. Like, wait a second. Uh, that that actually did touch the goalie. It didn't touch the post. It touched the goalie first, and then you have, you have yeah, yeah. Uh, Clayton Keller, I love this one. No dress code play on, in an NHL building. Uh, oh, no dress code on game days. Uh, we do that not for every game. It would be cool to do it for every game. You go casual. You mix in some suits. Uh, you can kind of go with whatever you're feeling to show your personality. Imagine that. Clayton like Keller that. should be a Toronto Maple Leaf. I is love the, that is guy. the dress code thing? I thought teams could abandon that if they wanted to. Wasn't that they can. Yeah. A lot of teams are just like, no, you're wearing a fucking Oh, team. so his new rule change is just for his team. Well, it's no, it's for him to say, because he said they have games where they can and games where they can't. Okay. His 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 rule is to say to Lou Lamorello, no, Lou, they're not wearing we're not wearing suits today. What does that have to do with Lou? Well, because Lou is like, you you have to wear a suit if you take a shit. Like you if, if, if you, <laughs> you go to the if you're bleeding and you're going to the hospital, you gotta put a fucking suit on first. But isn't it like optional for the Leafs to wear suits or not? Uh, like, I, did they not abandon their dress code? Team to team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It might be on the road. On the road, maybe. But I think I do think that they have some rules around that. 
Oh. I don't know. I, 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 you know what, Jesse? I don't actually have the full answer. <laughs> okay. Philip Forsberg, Nashville Predators. Uh, I would get rid of back-to-backs. You just can't play on the second half of play well on a <laughs> second half of back-to-back. Preach. Agreed. Preach. I mean, um, the season mm. would just be twelve months long it's, with it, no playoffs. It says Thompson here. I'm assuming it's Logan Thompson. I'd probably get rid of the no goal for kicks. You mean Tage? Tage? Oh, it could be Tage Thompson. I think it would be. T- well, here's <laughs> why not- I don't know. Because, and because, on the back of goalie and Vic. <laughs> because this has to do with a goalie thing. Oh, okay, That's why I'm like, stupid. I don't know which Thompson this okay, is. Okay. okay, okay. So he said, I'd probably get rid of the no goal for kicks. I'd love it if you could kick in a puck. I That's stage. You think it's stage? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that should be a goal. If you have the ability to redirect the pass with your skate or kick it in, I think it's a skill. Uh, I think that's not an easy thing to do. So I think that should be a goal for sure. You can kick it anywhere on the ice except the net. So I think that should be a goal, especially uh, the fact uh, a lot of times the defense ties you up in front of your net and the only thing you have are your feet. Now, the problem with that is you're talking about kicking a knife, swinging with a knife. It's dangerous. Uh, I just, the frustration I have is how many times have we seen a kick count and then the next game in a different market, the exact same kick does not count. Many, many times. It's just frustrating and annoying. Yeah, so if we knew, it'd be different, right? If we knew what the actual thing was. And the last answer, and I think this is the best one, Jake Truba, eliminate the salary cap. Fuck yeah! Fucking right, Jake Truba. Jake Truba is a really funny guy. Yeah. He's really funny to talk to. Um I saw that uh, Tom Stewart at Sportsnet got to talk to him on the media tour, and I was like, I'm so jealous. Was he fun? And he said he was fun. And I was like, oh, I miss him. Uh, Can I read the dress code thing from the Arizona Coyotes? Hit us up. So this is from September 30th, 2021. As the 21-22 season opens, the Arizona Coyotes are the only team with plans to fully relax their game day dress code for players, according to an ESPN survey of all 32 teams. The NHL is the only one among the four North American major professional sports leagues with a strict game day dress code spelled out into its collective bargaining agreement. Exhibit 14, paragraph 5 of the CBA reads, Players are required to wear jackets, ties, and dress pants to all club games while traveling to and from such games unless otherwise specified by the head coach or general manager. Hmm. Uh, But not the Arizona Coyotes. Alex Morello Jr., the team's chief brand officer, approached former team captain Oliver ekman Larson with the concept before last season to ease the dress code for home games, and ekman Larson loved it. Great. Yeah. And then there was another article uh, I found in from 2021, October, uh, where the Leafs uh, loosened up their dress code restrictions to players as well. Gun, Anyways, so there you go. Gun to my head. Gun to the ear. I, I couldn't tell you who ekman Larson signed with this year. Florida. Oh, yeah. For 2.75. I forgot about We that. sat in here and we did a video That's on right. it. right. We did like 20 did. that day. So I <laughs> yeah, but we, yeah, we did a lot. <laughs> um, PWHL had their draft on Monday. It was great to see, uh, selfishly for us, it was great to see the Noxie and Cac shoutouts, which were awesome. Um, oh, it was definitely the, ah! <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> Every time. Ah! <laughs> but um, what a, it seems like the vibes were like immaculate. People were shat. Yes. Yeah. Everyone was uh, really happy. It was finally after a very long time. Like it, it wasn't just an opportunity for all these players to get drafted. It was a culmination of months and months and years and decades in some ways of work, you know, and, and I thought it was um, I thought it was really powerful when they acknowledged the work 
of people who are you know never going to touch the ice again mm-hmm. professionally. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and the camera immediately went to Cassie Campbell Pascal. You know the who leg- deserves it. Whose career deserved a league like this? Yeah, yes. Haley Wickenheiser. Yes. Yep. yes, Cammy Granado. Yeah, and Haley Wickenheiser. Nora Ratu. You know, got to play in the CWHL, and but you know all the stoppages and having five teams, and one of them's nowhere near <laughs> the other ones, and it just um, it's it's excellent to see. Yeah. Um, and for the second episode in a row, uh, the two co-hosts here, Adam Wild and Steve Dangle, must apologize. Uh, they must kiss it because they lied to me when I asked. Hey, oh, hey, you guys, are we getting team names and jerseys? I and thought they we said were. emphatically. Yeah, I when thought we the were. draft on Monday. We're getting team names and Monday happened and there were no team names. Right. Do you see why right. we defer to Noxie and Cax? Yeah. And we don't speak at apologize. Party. Apologize to all of the people you disappointed, including myself. I will kiss it. I will kiss it. We got no team names yet. No logos, no jerseys. I will apologize. Later date, they said. No, they made the first pick and then (laughs) moved on to the second pick. And I went, oh, (laughs) I made a mistake. (laughs) I I could have sworn. Well, I I did this a lot. Could have sworn. I read something about that. Where? And now Toronto is on the clock. No, 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 no. No, no. (laughs) Toronto who's? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the Toronto... Uh, yeah, I, f- I fucked up, everyone. I'm sorry. I had someone reached out to me and they're like, "You had me questioning my, like my own intel." <laughs> <laughs> like, you sorry. know more than me. <laughs> you can't do a two-hour show and not get something big wrong. It's impossible. <laughs> it's fucking impossible. I'm sorry. Uh, but the Toronto was- Maple Jays. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was a great draft to watch. It was really exciting, uh, and I think the, um, you know. Uh, Sorry, Nora. I, why did I say Nora Ratu's name? It's not. That's not who I'm talking about. Who is the Finnish goalie? Do I have that right? Nora Ratu. It was Nora Ratu, yeah, and yeah. she was the one that said, "Was she not the Finnish goalie that said she was going to retire?" And this was like years ago because there was like and she's had a like, lot of ons and offs. Okay, that's yeah. what it was. Okay, I wondered about that. Why but like, I, she's another she, she all-time great who didn't really get to play with stability. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, in North America, anyway. Yeah. You know, she got to play in uh, leagues outside of North And she was not drafted. She was left off the board. Um, But there will be another free agency period, uh, I think, when camps start in November. But I feel like somebody... That was a big story when we were still doing this show in my mom's basement because it was after the Olympics. And was incredible. And she was incredible. And then she was like, I'm done because there's nowhere to go. And this is really frustrating. And I think it's kind of... I hope she gets to play. That's that's one I'm I'm watching. Um, the there's only there's only twelve spots. That's right. Right. Um, I'm excited for uh, Knox and Cax to come back. There will be we'll have more on that. I know people keep asking. There will be they will be back and they will be back on fire, especially when the games start. So uh, uh, early sorry November is not that far away. That's when training camps open. It's going to be fun. They can come back with less. Uh, you'll have to see. Yeah, <laughs> they can just talk about no. that. Uh, just playing coy and yeah. yeah. No, they can they can uh, speak a little more openly. There's a billion things we could talk about today, but I'm going to save some of them for Friday. I do want to add this though, because I promised that I would say it. Uh, Carolina's odd development plan. Okay. I told you we'd have a Carolina story. Uh, the NHL and the AHL, according to uh, Free 
on 32 Thoughts are trying to sort out Carolina's affiliate issue. Um, I guess they're not associated with the Wolves anymore. Oh, yeah. Remember we talked about that when their yeah. their team just abandoned them? So they're don't just have an AHL team. sprinkling prospects around the hockey world. They said, quote, it's not a sustainable situation going forward, according to NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Obviously, it's going to be uh, the reality this year, and Carolina is going to have to deal with it, but it's not the status quo we can continue with. In August... Carolina offered to purchase a 33rd AHL franchise. The AHL's executive committee, sorry, purchase or add a 33rd franchise. The AHL's executive committee met a couple of times to consider it and recommended the Hurricanes be allowed to address the full board of governors in October. That way, every team will understand everything there is to know. There are some who are adamantly against the idea of an AHL-NHL imbalance. I think that's impossible now with Chicago doing what it's doing. It's impossible not to be unbalanced because, the yeah. yeah, the Wolves are, they are going fully independent. They don't want an NHL association. Um, also, the AHL's two most recent ads, and this blew me away, Henderson in Las Vegas and Coachella Valley for Seattle yeah. um, had expansion fees both of over $10 million a piece. Will Carolina be willing to go there? Wow. And Tom, this is Tom Dundon, who does, I think he's a billionaire because he doesn't spend money. He's just saved every dollar he's ever made. Well, and then he has spent money, and it was poorly spent money. Which is the XFL. XFL, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Which The Rock now owns, and he's merging with another league, and we're going to have spring football this year, mm. apparently. We had it last year, and it was, like, mediocre. Yeah, it was mediocre. Um, uh, shout out Coachella Valley, who that $10 million was $10 million well spent. They are one of the most successful AHL franchises like that's ever come to the league, and it's been, like, one year. Did they win? Or no, they went to the they went to the finals. Final. Yeah. It was game seven, wasn't it? Yeah, I game think it came down to the final final <laughs> overtime of game seven in the finals. And yeah, apparently that area has just fallen in love with their That's with awesome. The, uh, I love that. What are the Firebirds? What are they? Uh, Coachella Valley uh, Firebirds. Firebirds, yeah. They they apparently are doing really well out there. Uh so that'll be a very interesting thing to watch. And the last thing here, if we are going to do a press conference, Jesse, forgive me. But I just want to know if you guys can forgive the Anaheim Ducks. No, but continue. Can you forgive them? So you're saying no. no. Jesse, I don't know do you why. think you can forgive them? I can. I Signing can. Radko Gudis? Okay, no. The Ducks? I, that's a good franchise. Can, can you forgive them, them, though? And I'm not going to tell you why, but can you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Ducks Ducks are good people. Hey, Maddie, can you forgive the Ducks? No. Okay. Maddie she had no. to think about it. All right, now, one, Jesse, I've just sent you the reason why okay. I'm asking this question. I need you to bring it up on the screen. This is to moi. Should, should I look? No, you should not. Okay. This is something that a lot of people are pretty mad at. Okay. This is the this is the worst way to start off camp, mm -hmm. I think. Worse than Steven Stamkos coming to camp and saying, nobody even called me this summer. Whoa. None of my friends even <laughs> called me. They didn't even want to hang out. They didn't want to come over to my barbecue. Can you forgive the Ducks for that? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> There's just 80 Big patches. Fucking deal, Jesse. There's just 80 patches on the jersey. This is terrible. So, by the way, so the ah! anybody that's listening, the Anaheim Ducks have their sponsor patch on their right shoulder. They have their 30-year anniversary patch on their left shoulder, and that means if you're a captain or an assistant, the A or the C has to go underneath the 30-year patch, <laughs> slightly to the left uh, or the right if you're looking at it. Um, and it looks like it was sort of kind of put on there by your mom. If if you were, no, that's, that not. was put on there by me in, when I very briefly had a job doing that. Oh, I, really? Ironing patches onto jerseys. Dude, um, this can't hit the ice. Yeah. 
You got to fix it. This is it's fucking terrible. And like, okay, so you have the 30th anniversary patch. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You have a sponsor. Uh, we all got to pay the bills. That makes sense. You're going to have an assistant captain and a captain. That that makes sense. Figure it out. Yes. Figure out some sort of compromise. Like shrink one of the or, patches. Or put, get rid of your shoulder patch. And put just the 30th anniversary patch on the shoulder. Do you see how we solve this in five seconds? Sometimes I wonder, what do they do all day? Well, and <laughs> and you might look at this and go, yeah, but we like the shoulder patch, so we don't want to get rid of it. Have it on one shoulder. I Have it on one shoulder. I was going to say, it's better to get rid of the shoulder patch yep. than it is to have this abomination. Yeah. And you came up with a perfectly viable solution in two seconds. Maybe less. And I don't care that it's preseason. I don't care that it's rookie camp or wherever this picture was taken. Um, it's your logo. It's your brand. You can't have this. Your high school team would get made fun of for Absolutely. having this. You would, if you were on the Absolutely. cusp of wearing a letter, you would go out of your way to be a dick to the coach to make sure you didn't get one. So you didn't have to wear this. That looks so fucking stupid. What are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, it means, you know, I've been with the organization a long time and uh, it means a lot to where... Uh, Looks like he's got a th- third weird nipple. Letter right on my nipple. Just make it a ring. Just have it a nipple ring. <laughs> with an A on it? Yeah. <laughs> or a C. So are you are you happy with your choice? Can You said you could not forgive the Ducks. Can you forgive them? No. Jesse, you said you could forgive the Ducks. Can you? Yeah, they've had the, some of the coolest jerseys ever in the past. Like the Mighty Ducks era is all-time peaking True. awesome jerseys. So I can forgive them for this giant faux pas. If it makes but it to, to they the They need season. to fix it. It's disgusting. Just No, you're right, Jesse. They were great in the past, so we should give them a pass for having just a big old <laughs> random bunch of orange. That's not, that's not how it was framed. The uh, You know a uh, fucking uh, Shorzy? Yeah. Holy fuck, ducks. That's the biggest fuck off duck foot I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, that is... Shrink your logo a little. Look at that big fuck off duck foot. It's also... It's so disappointing when you compare it to what it used to be. I don't like their jerseys now. I really like the original Mighty Ducks jersey. Just go back to that. It was a, it was great. Why did you change it? You don't even have to call yourself the Mighty Ducks. You're just the Ducks now. Because it is a, it's a hybrid. Like, Brian Burke came in. And he said, I don't care if their jerseys are cool. We wear black now. And if you're wondering what else we wear, nothing. It's just black. It's a black jersey. There are a couple stripes. That is it. What is all this busyness? Mm-hmm. What What have you... Look Look at how they massacred my boys. <laughs> yeah. What have they done to the What's ducks? What's sponsor? What is this VV thing? WV? Well, it's not a great sponsor if you can't immediately pick it out either. Volkswagen? Something locally, or it's definitely not Volkswagen. It's not Volkswagen? <laughs> it's not Volkswagen? Das Auto? Probably something local to the Anaheim area, right? Must be. Yeah. Boo. I don't know what that, those VVs are. Boo and fart. Adam really fixed this problem in half a second. Throw it on the shoulder, yeah. And anybody could fix this problem in half yeah. a second. Literally anybody who knows dick all about jerseys. I hope that I hope it's not too late. Like I hope Fanatics hasn't printed a million of these and it's too late to adjust oh. it, but like move the fucking patch. Maybe it's a deodorant sponsor and they put the letter right where you're supposed to apply it. It's terrible. That's terrible. All right, last thing. Um Adam Wild, you and 
Alan Walsh spoke to Paul Bissonette. I know. Spitting Chicklets. Uh, the episode is out right now when you're listening to this. You can go listen to Paul oh. talk to Adam and Alan on Agent Provocateur. Mm-hmm. How and was I, it? Uh, I mean, listen, I uh, I thought it was a fascinating sort of look into what it's like to break the biggest story in hockey of the season. Uh, certainly of the summer. And and I, you know, I'm sure that this will get replaced, obviously, but this will be a season that we do remember that Mike was hired and fired in two and a half months. Um, and what's it, what was interesting was sort of hearing from from uh, um, from Paul about like how it made him feel, because he said, like, you know, there were people tweeting about, oh, I'm sure Paul loves this. You know, those guys don't need more clicks. They're doing fine. Um, uh, I don't think he enjoyed it at all. I think he hated it. And he also I, was I definitely too- got that impression from uh, their recent show sort of breaking it all down. And he 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 was apologetic as he was on his show to Boone Jenner, but also I think it's like he's like I don't know how journalists do this. Yeah. He's like it's not fun. His phone was going ballistic. Yeah, he wants to talk about hockey. He doesn't want to break stories like that. So that was interesting. Uh it was also interesting to talk about and so we do talk a lot about the Babcock stuff and about my whole thing going into that is I want to know why Paul goes to air with that story, right? Because there's so many stories we hear we can't go to air with, right? Sure. And why does he go to air with that story? Why does he feel confident going to air with it? What did he think? Did he think it was going to blow up the way he did? By the way, short answer is no. Uh, He didn't think it would be a thing at all. Um, And the fact is that, like, he feels bad even for, like, Yarmo Kekalainen, who he has heard is, he's like, I don't know him, but I've heard he's got a big heart and a good guy. He went to bat for him, yeah. Totally. So so that's been interesting. But then he talks a little bit about what happened to him when his career ended. And I am fascinated with this. I even pitched this show to a network once where I want to know, I want to talk to players. Tell me about the first month after your career ends. And not, not June. Not July. Tell me about September. September and October. Mm-hmm. I want to know exactly how that went. And he he talked very openly about his mental health struggles. And uh, and then he talked a little bit about, you know, the formation of the podcast and some of the other things that they have going on. And, and you know, he and Alan um, share a, a point of view, which is they're very pro player. And that's why they bond. Um, and I think it was interesting to hear them both kind of back and forth talk about some of those things and what needs to change. And, you know, when Biz talks about for the next CBA, what do players really need to go after? We all focus on salary cap because it affects us. We're fans. Of course. Biz was like, um, how about the NHL pick up the health care plan for the players after they retire? I didn't know this, but if you're on a health care plan in the NHL and you hit a rough patch after you retire, uh, you could still be on the health care plan. But if you can't pay the dues after you retire, um, you get booted and you're never allowed back on again. Wow. And and you know what they always say about bodies is they get better as you age. That's right. Like it's so it's one of those like oh, it, he was very thoughtful and a very different Paul Bissonette that I think you're used to. People love Paul for Paul, right? For the showman that he is. This was a very open, raw and honest Paul Bissonette that I was really not expecting. So I'm excited for you to hear the episode. Um, and uh, it's it's quite a fascinating look at the guy and also of the story of the year so far. Yeah. I mean, well, definitely uh, threw a cherry bomb into our friggin' plans. Holy shit. Because yeah, ever. And shit. even like this episode that you guys uh, recorded, it came together because randomly on Monday afternoon, the day before, Alan's like, hey, P- Paul's coming on our first episode. 
Like, and that was it. <laughs> it was just, We're like, okay. it was just a, tech, <laughs> a text from Alan being like, hey, I got, I got biz for this. And it's like, all right, recording tomorrow. Alan loves a good monkey wrench. Yeah. He loves being like, hey, I did this. And you respond, what? And he goes, lol. <laughs> and then just, he lives on that. Yeah. He does. He does. Um, yeah. The One of the more interesting parts of the show, it was all interesting, but one of the more interesting parts is that uh, Paul's not afraid to bring anything up. So he brought up the one thing Alan refuses to tell us about. And that's what he did with Marc-Andre Fleury. And the sword oh, in the back. Oh, the sword story. So yeah, Miz that does tries to ask him about, hey, how did the sword thing happen? Yeah. And Alan has an answer. He does have an he answer. He has an answer. It's not the answer we want. <laughs> <laughs> we get nothing. Yeah. But he has an answer about when we might hear it one day, but not now. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, you'll love it. People don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, are we doing a press conference or are we wrapping? No, we're at two hours. Let's wrap the fuck Ew! up then. Wrap no. the fuck up. That means I gotta hit the button. I'm out of here. Um, this is fun. Oh, you know what? Oh fuck, we forgot to talk about Kipushin. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually gonna make the same joke, but I'm, yeah, like, I'm going for I lunch. Feel like you guys were all reaching for that. We joke. were reaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.